1: All
2: right, good morning, good afternoon. See all of the above, whichever you are. Hey, this is Kim with Black Free Thinkers, and we are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself, not convert you. And I want to say that one more time we are here to challenge you to think and live for yourself not convert you and we appreciate your joining us today um i have Raina on the line welcome Raina. hey
3: hey how are you
2: good how are you
3: good give me a second kim i gotta turn this um headset on and it might take a second okay that's
2: so. that's fine I have some things to talk about anyway So. <laughs> Today's subject, we're going to be talking about negative and racist black stereotypes. And if you go and read the description of the show, it tells you a little bit about what we're going to delve into today. And more, because I want to make sure that we put all of this in context so that people will understand where we're coming from. So they won't just say that, oh, you're just spewing negativity no we're not spewing negativity we're we're pointing out the obvious you're you're in denial you're ignoring what is obvious out here and it's just really interesting on the different perceptions that people have when looking at the same situation and so before we get started i would like to thank all of you all for joining and viewing and passing the link to the webcast last week. It was a phenomenal webcast. So we, you know, encourage you to go and watch it and to discuss it. It's one of many conversations that we're going to have. And, you know, we need to have these conversations. We need to support these young people, you know, not only with the scholarship programs that we have and, and the other programs that we're going to implement soon, but also support them in the protests out here now there are many of us that can't physically be out there for one reason or another but you can send in donations you know me personally i can't physically be out there um you know i have an illness and it's just it's, it's, it's crazy but you know we can support them in a number of other ways and i've put the information out there How you can donate to the Eric Garner Fund, how you can donate to the Mike Brown Fund. I know they have funds out there for Renisha McBride. They have um, funds out there for Rakia Boyd. You know, in all of this, I wanna make sure we don't forget about the women. And in addition to that, you know, the trans people or the trans women in particular. And we talked about that on the show, and I wanted to make sure that we covered. Those areas, too, because the the black women are being arrested in higher numbers now. So the focus has generally been on black men. But, you know, we bring it to the forefront. We've talked about black women and and what black women and black trans women have dealt with. And none of us can be free until we're all free. And we need to understand that. And that includes, you know, Tika, that's my girl. She said, none of us can be free until the dark-skinned woman with eight children is free too. And she's right. It doesn't matter, you know, all that respectability politics. We have to throw that out the window. We have to because that's one of the divisions that we have in the community. You know, you have too many people out here. That's trying to, you know, say the only way we will help you is if, you know, you're a respectable Negro, if you will. And time out for that. Time out because lives are being lost. You know, homes and family and people are being destroyed. And we need us to come together and to work together. So yesterday was the million um march protests across the globe you know but particularly across the united states and i posted pictures of new york dc chicago i know some information out there about boston i mean i just didn't post everything that i saw because again i want to encourage you all to go out there and research and find this information on your own and i want you to you know have your own viewpoints you know my views and my way of seeing things is not necessarily the same as yours and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, As a matter of fact, there was a gentleman on my wall who was rather upset when I posted the article in which they had, the, the reporters, had delved into the background of Darren Wilson's mother. Now for those who aren't familiar, Darren Wilson is the white police officer that shot and killed Mike Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. And this gentleman was angry saying, what does this have to do with anything? She's been dead for 10 years. And my point was, well why are they, you know, delving through the background of Ike Brown's parents or Trayvon Martin's parents or Eric Garner's, you know, family? And I'm like, isn't it fair? You know, isn't it fair play? And he was really upset about it. And he came back the next day and admitted that he had overreacted and he apologized. I didn't write the story, you know, and I just find it interesting how in many situations, you know, people get angry with me and they point the finger at me when I'm just posting what I found. And it's Hmm. interesting how people want you to You know, they want to control your Facebook wall. They want to control the words that are coming out of your mouth. They want to control your thoughts, yet they consider themselves free thinkers. And 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 it's like if you're a free thinker, it really shouldn't matter.
3: I don't care what you're thinking. or they try to tell right, or they or or what they try to do is they try to limit who you can uh, criticize. Right. So we can't Mm -hmm. We're, we're being told right now that we should not criticize certain people in this community because we all need to work together and we all need to be in solidarity. Right. So, you know, ag- okay. Ignoring, ignoring this, the fact that solidarity is, you know, it's a two way street, you know what I mean? Right. And also right. that, um, and also that, you know, I mean, okay, as solidarity, if your version of solidarity is just wearing somebody's T-shirt or, you know, just co-signing everything that they say, regardless as to whether what they're saying is, you know, constructive or positive or, you know, whether it may, in fact, be tearing down the very community that they come from, you exactly. know, and a lot of people are, a lot of people, Um. you know, like, for example, there are people out there like Boyce Watkins or whatever. Who, you know, um, or, or others who feel like, you know, Bill Cosby has done so much positive in the community that when people criticize Bill Cosby for what he said about um, the, in the pound cake speech, right, about right. you need to pull your pants up and you need to start speaking English, I can't even understand what you're saying. Okay, but you have to realize that English is, is a language that evolves with people. Right. You know, there is there, there, there are different dialects of English there's different there's different sorts of things that are acceptable depending upon what part of the world you find yourself in different spellings. so english is not just this i mean there are some there are some things that are standard within english right but there are some things that change over time you know what i mean american english is not british english and english is exactly. just growing up here as a language you know what i mean exactly and for- will tell you this you know what i mean right
2: Oh, yeah. And, and, and for those who are confused as what solidarity happens to be, I'll read you some inf- information from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Let's define solidarity. A feeling of unity between people who have the same interests, goals, etc. Uh, unity as of a group or class that produces or is based on community of interests, objective standards. And you know, you can go and go to dictionary.com or what have you to get more information on what solidarity is. But solidarity is more than wearing a t-shirt. And right. personally, why should I have to show solidarity with people who have not shown solidarity with me? And 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 right. again, you know, the whole thing is, you know, there are people who want details about, you know, where the the disconnect is It's none of your goddamn business let me just put that out there where the okay, issues well, are
3: yours with kim with kim is saying okay yes that's none of your business you know that's that's kim stuff Raina has said what her issues are you can go ahead and look at my at my um blog and, and right. see what my issues are those are my issues i've been pretty transparent about it I don't have I don't have personal issues with any of these people that I'm criticizing. I have issues with their ideology. I have issues with the things that right. they say. I have issues with the, with the people that they associate themselves with because of the things that they say and do. So that is what I exactly. that is what the problem that Raina has. I don't have personal beef with anybody, but I do feel like I, as a member of this of this community, and you know, and a free thinker. You know have the right to hold people accountable for whatever i think is, is is um unproductive or um happens to be in my opinion wrong or or to um lend itself to the racism and um anti-blackness that i've seen go on within this community and at this particular exactly. moment this particular moment that in this country where we're supposed to be post-racial Right, but I see I right. see all of these things as being connected to mm-hmm. um to the problem to the problems that we see in larger society. And as a free thinker, I think that we need to reflect on and be deeply interested in making sure that our behaviors um, reflect the humanism that we're supposed to espouse. Right? Exactly. So that's exactly. No, and
2: I agree. I mean, I when we do the show, I talk about the professional differences. I talk about, you know, the ideological differences, the political differences. But as far as the personal differences are concerned, that is of no concern to you. It has nothing to do with anything. And I don't owe you any explanations. So don't ask me again. Don't call me, don't text me, don't inbox me, don't email me, no telekinesis, no clairvoyance, no nothing.
3: And don't ask Let me it go. either because as and don't ask me either because I'm 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 I am Kim's friends. We are friends. And even and Kim may have issues with somebody that are personal. That doesn't necessarily mean that I have issues with them based on her right. issues. But exactly. I'm certainly not going to tell my friend's business. You know what I mean? So that is something that you're going to need to get from Kim, and Kim already said she ain't telling you. So, (laughs) there you go.
2: (laughs) Right. And so let's move on. Let's move on because um, (laughs) you know, the personal issues, it really doesn't matter. I mean, in all honesty, it doesn't matter. It's been two, three years. I've moved on. I'm done with it. And Right. At one point, you know, I was, like, upset, and I wanted some answers. Now I just plain and simply do not care, and I'm right. ambival- ambivalent to a lot of these things now. So, you know, it's not personal. It's professional, and since, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, I was laughing um, the past couple of days, and, you know, since you want to be mad, I going not give you something to be mad about. Why? Because I'm bored and I have nothing else to do. Um, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just sitting back. I'm kidding. But, you know, it's interesting, you know, how some people think, you know, taking a picture in a t-shirt is solidarity. That is not solidarity. Um, And not, you know, calling out some of the differences and some of the mischaracterization, some of the, you know, behaviors of people in this community. Some you know, of the you don't blatant, want me to say,
3: go ahead right now. I was going to say some of the blatant sabotage.
2: Right, right, exactly. And you don't, you don't want us to say anything about it. You want us to be quiet about it because that's solidarity. Not to say anything. No, that is not solidarity. You all are turning into the very same thing that you claim that you were running away from. This is what we find in the church in general. Oh, well, we know those kids over there from those three women, they all look like pastor and the real you know, is that those are pastor's children, but we're not supposed to say anything. We're supposed to keep moving on. We know that, you know, they've been collecting money for a building fund for 12 years and ain't nobody changed a knob or a light bulb, but we're not supposed to say anything about it. Right. And, you like know,
3: people been, people been in the washroom washing their hands in the dark for the last three years. But we got to build in front. OK. Bye. Exactly.
2: <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> exactly. You know, and, and, and people are supposed to be quiet. And, and you know, I see some of the same things. I mean, we've seen some of the issues. We watch some of these white. Organizations and some of the white bloggers and white atheist celebrities, and you know, they have their issues and they air them out. And you know, it's really interesting to watch that sometimes. And in the black atheist community, you know, we have issues too, but everybody wants right. everyone else to be quiet and not say anything about it. And they want us to work together in spite of, you know, the differences, in spite of. The blatant bullshit that we see, you know, every day. And I am a person of integrity. I'm not going to just sit there. You know, the past few years, you know, Raina and I, we've been quiet, hoping that people would self-correct, that they would right. see and understand why some of the things that they're doing are destructive and counter. Productive and counterintuitive on a number of different levels, but they seem to be getting worse. They seem to be right. getting even more emboldened, and I—we're just at the point that okay, we have to say something about it because there yeah, are—I mean, I, go ahead. Oh,
3: go ahead. Sorry, Kenny. No, dear. Go ahead. Um, well, I was going to say that you know, um, I okay, so I—I've been in this community roughly five, six years now um and um you know when i first came into this community i saw a lot of things and i used to have a lot of conversations with one of my good friends um and and some of you might know him his name is gary booker and gary and i used to have conversations and we used to talk about how you know we would see a lot of things that we just thought were just you know really messed up and you know people talking about black people as uncle toms in the church and what have you and You know, we, we always, he always told me that, you know, the community was in its infancy and it needed to to have a growing up period and that I needed to allow people to have a growing up period, right? And it's been five, six years. (laughs) This is why I'm speaking up even more now, you know, because I think that, I think the time to, I think we're at a point now where, you know, um, you know, we're seeing, um. You know, a lot of a lot of violence, particularly state violence. A lot of repression. You know, um, even though we're you know we're getting rid of, um, you know, in some place in some places, you know, the um, things like the the you know the drug laws or some places are you know basically legalizing marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. As, or you know, or at least not criminalizing marijuana. You know, you're still right. seeing things like these citations and things like that right. that that end up with people being put in jail because they can't afford to pay the fines. You know, we're seeing, you know, this the you know, more school segregation than we had in the nineteen fifties. You know, mm-hmm. we, we haven't we have we you know, people don't can't find living wages. We keep hearing about all of these new private sector jobs that have been added, but the wages aren't going up. The wages are still suppressed. You know what I mean, and so for Black people who tend to be um, at the, you know, at the very bottom in terms of how they're affected by these issues, um, you know, it, it, we have to do better, and we have to speak up. And so, you know, um, castigating the church, you know, and and this this is not to say that the church cannot be criticized. You know, we we criticize the church here plenty on Black free thinkers. We really exactly. Have. But but I think that castigating the church, particularly um, with a broad brush, you know, is right. not the the thing that we need to be doing right now. Especially when some of these churches are the only social services, the only social safety nets that some people have in their communities. They're the only places where they can find um, you know a network. You know, one of the, one of the things that um, the white people you know tend to have. That people of color don't have is a network that they can tap into you know exactly if you need a summer job if you have a summer job if you need a summer job you can call so-and-so's cousin or so-and-so's friend or whoever and get you know a job um at fortune 500 company x you know exactly for the summer exactly that gets you that might even get you a, a a job in that company you know whether or not you're qualified you know what i mean exactly black people don't exactly. have access to those same resources so black people you know it's it, you know we we tend to go to places like the church you know what i mean exactly. so you might end up sleeping somebody you might end up sleeping a sweeping up a barber shop or sleeping up a beauty shop or you might end up babysitting or you might end up doing something like that you know and and these connections are are in some ways you know all that you have because you exactly. don't necessarily have the you know the ba- the education you know that can right. get you to that next level or the resources that can help you afford college now we're at a point where you know for for a lot of black people because of all of the economic disadvantages they don't have enough collateral to get loans for their right. for their children to go to college they don't qualify exactly. their, their scores aren't high enough because we, we a lot of us come from communities where we're economically insta- unstable you know So it's like we we have to think outside of this, you know, these very narrow issues of atheist visibility and exactly. And let me take your point. We think the Bible is. Right. But let me
2: take your point even further. In the past 10, 15 years, black wealth has been wiped out. The little wealth that we had acquired has been wiped out. And these are very real issues that we need to address. Now, by no means am I promoting capitalism because I am saying that capitalism is tethered to racism. You know, I'm talking more about economic democracy and maybe we'll do a show about that so that people can understand the difference between the two because I am by no means advocating capitalism very evil system. And, um, again, these are things that we need to talk about. These are things that we need to understand. And let me just make myself very, very clear. You will not see us throwing the black church or the black community under the bus. You know, it was one point in time in which, you know, I was involved in that type of thing. And, you know, it was funny to me and I was I think angry. All were. Right, I think right, all were. right. I and mean, we mature, and
3: especially, especially right, and especially mm-hmm. after, like I said, nine eleven. Like I feel like a lot of my, like again, I didn't come from churches where I had particularly bad experiences. I think I had one bad experience in church, really. Right. I mean, as an ex- as a church, you know what I mean. But other than right. that, I've I've really not had bad, really bad experiences in church. But after nine eleven, like a lot of us had, you know, we we were just seeing a lot, especially all the stuff about, you know, us versus them and you right. know um, people people almost using, you know, crusader like language. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, to to, mm-hmm. to frame their discussions about the war. You know, it just it just got to a point where you were like, Well fuck it, all this shit is stupid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: But see, and that's yeah. why we have to be careful with things like that because right after nine eleven you know, you had people flocking to church to get a better understanding why that happened and to be able to express their emotions and find other people who can, you know, that they could lean on and, and talk to. And, and, you know, that's all well and good. Yeah, I'm not I'm saying not anything about
3: that part. Right. I'm but see, I'm trying to I'm trying
2: to tie right, it, right, into yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it to something else. Yeah, okay. I'm it to something else. I'm it to something else. And, you know, so I'm just talking about, you know, what we saw on the news and what was happening around us, because I remember, um, you know, I was working for um, a major corporation and I was in school as well. And I had just gotten off work and because I was working overnight, I chose to work overnight so that I would have my days open to take my classes. And, you know, I heard it when I was driving home from work. And I'm like, no, because, you know, the comedians are always playing around on the radio because I listen to a lot of talk radio. So I'm thinking that they're just bullshit and went home, took a two hour nap, got up, got dressed for school, went to school. And the TVs, the monitors were all out through the school and everybody's looking sad. And while I was standing there, that is when the first tower went down. And I was like, oh, shit. And we're sitting there and we're watching the second tower. And then, you know, all of us were coming together because it was a predominantly white town that I was living in. It was like eight percent black. And, you know, all of us hugging each other. You know, people that normally would give you the damn gas face, the stay face. They wanted to hug you and be your friend that day. And so the whole thing was interesting. But I just I just said that to talk about the the, the culture that would that developed from that. But let's take it back even further to the 50s and the 60s when we had the Red scares. And, you know, the McCarthyism. And this is how we had in God, we trust placed on money, on the currency. And in addition to that, you know, under God was placed into the Pledge of Allegiance. Don't think that this is being done by accident. And we're starting to see some of that now with people coming out and calling people who don't believe in God commies and socialists. And it's a reason for that. There is a reason for that. So we just want you all to be vigilant and to keep your eyes open. And so it's not a knock against the church or anything like that. I'm just saying that when you see it, start seeing a lot of that, especially when you start seeing some propaganda, a lot of propaganda in the news, there is a reason for that. And this is why we say you should utilize critical thinking in every area of your life, not just when you're critiquing religious people, but everything. You have to critique right. the news that's on. You have to read news from other sources outside of the United States because, you know, the United States has an excellent propaganda game.
3: This we know. Well, not just that, but just the, look at a lot of independent media because there's been independent right. media in the United States that you can go through, too. You know, right. So.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I just we just wanted to talk about that. We're going to bring it back full circle now. But... um for those that are interested in seeing the webcast, you can go to People of Color Beyond Faith on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and we have several webcasts out there. There are more to come and we'll be giving you all more information as time you know, um, goes on. But Raina wrote an article um, a couple of days ago that was absolutely brilliant.
3: Raina? Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wrote an article basically and it was about some of the things that, you know, that I've seen in this community um, regarding, um, you know, particularly some of these, you know, so-called leaders that we have in the community. Um, And again, this is nothing personal, but this is what I've seen. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I see a lot of, I've seen a lot of them in this community, you know, co-sign, you know, for example, some of them co-sign that billboard in pennsylvania from a few years back um the one that basically said um god's obey your masters you know talking right. about the um how the slaves slaves yeah well yeah i know masters, whatever <laughs> Anyway, <is> difference. <laughs> but the point of the matter is is that the um state legislature Hello, can you still hear me mm-hmm. yes ma'am go ahead okay yeah so how the state legislature was um talking about um, the year of the Bible, right? Right. And um, and so, you know, the American atheists in a local branch, I guess, in um, Pennsylvania decided to put up this this billboard, and they happened to put it up in um, a community of color. Um, They said that the reason they put it up in this community was because they got cheaper rates on the billboard and it's like it, it just goes to show you some of the <laughs> the, the lack of racial awareness that mm-hmm. people have when they do these things like no one thought to ask why it might be that it was cheaper to purchase in this neighborhood you know right billboard. exactly you know it's just it's exactly just, it's just so many things But anyway um,
2: I I was going to say And you know since we brought that example Up you know another Example is recently um, Dan Barker From Freedom From Religion Foundation Did an interview And he was comparing A diner in Arizona or Texas I think it was Arizona that gave a 15% Discount to those That they saw openly praying and he was saying that it was unfair, you know, towards atheists, it was biased, so on and so forth. And he compared it to Selma, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. I have a problem with that. And yeah. I talked about it a little bit on Twitter. And I just want to make sure that it's understood. With the Twitter conversation with the person, the two-time cult survivor, I just kind of let it go. And the reason, if you saw, I put a tweet out there saying testing. I was having some network issues, so I didn't feel like battling with Twitter too much. But I don't feel that it's my job to call these people and to correct them. Whoever gave him that bad advice or bad information about a 15% discount being comparable to are to be to, to Selma, Alabama, and black people not being allowed to sit at the lunch counters, not being able be allowed to sit in the front of the bus, or to give up our space when someone else wanted it, or when the you know the um, freedom fighters and SNCC they would go into these counters in these restaurants to integrate them, and they would be spit upon, have water, what co- hot coffee thrown upon them, smoke blown in their faces, and they were taught to not react. Well, I don't see that happening to atheists. I do not see that happening to atheists. And it all boils down to they want, and again, we talk about how atheism is rooted in white supremacy. And it is. And they want their regular white guy status back. And it's interesting how you see a lot of blacks, you know, um, you know, rah-rah atheism with their pom-poms, you know, like, yay, you know, they're on the atheist train there. But again, you all need to pay attention because they are not talking or saying anything about racial justice. They're not saying anything about, you know, white supremacy, white privilege. They're acting like none of that exists. They are acting like it doesn't exist. And And we do not.
3: And I want to make another point, too. Um, mm I don't understand. mm -hmm. I don't get, and I need somebody to help me understand this. I don't get why people, um, people in this community, can make public statements that are that right. ignorant, and and they can make their their ignorant statements in public, but we got to make our criticism in private. Why is that? Right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. They can make you know, and that's just not the white atheists. It's a whole bunch of black atheists. No, I'm atheists talking about in
3: general. Yeah, everyone. Oh yeah.
2: Oh no. I'm telling. I'm just telling the audience that. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that we're getting to it, you know, it's okay for them to make these very ignorant public statements, but when we criticize them, then, you know, we're like, ooh, taboo, you know, it's bad enough that we criticize the white atheists, and people have somewhat of a problem with that, but when we criticize black atheists, You got people backpedaling, you got people unfollowing you, you got people unfriending you, you got people blocking you. You have all of these things happening. And the only thing you know I haven't received is a phone call. So you want me to call this white dude and tell him why he's being culturally and racially insensitive, but you want to call me and talk to me as to why you're unfollowing me or you're blocking me or what have you. No, fuck you. And the reason why I say that is you all are writing all these damn stupid ass open letters to the atheist community, call one another, handle it in private, send an email, and yet you're not adhering to any of these things. And, you know, this is the thing you want and see, and this is the thing I personally, and I know Raina feels, you know, this way too, I'm going to sit back and allow you to destroy the black community or destroy the black church especially when we do not have any social safety nets to replace the ones that the church offers to the community nothing no. you know I'm sorry but you know offering them damn, blow blowjobs shots and parties is not the answer okay
3: that is not the answer right. well, damn, that is not what like the I'm black community
2: yeah but I mean seriously you know, and I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. And what, you know, and see, we, I'm getting ready to go into some of this. You want to call a lot of these black believers, you want to call them, you know, stupid. You want to call them ignorant. You want to call them degenerates. You know, you're saying that Al Sharpton and Minister Farrakhan are on the chitlin circuit. What the fuck you think you're doing? You're on a chitlin circuit. You're on the chitlin circuit. You know, You know, I'm trying to figure out what, what Barracuda sound like. I guess it's you know, but you know,
3: you're know, you on the chitlin circuit. And you're out here well, and you're perpetuating let's talk, about, you know, let's talk about what the chitlin circuit is and why why we had a problem with that comment. Can we talk about please? that?
4: Please. Sure, okay, go ahead. So,
3: so let's talk about what the chitlin circuit was. The chitlin circuit was the only safe place that black people, black performers, had to perform at mm-hmm. one point in this country. Right. Was the only place that they could form perform because they're because the other spaces were segregated. Exactly. And in this day and age, what do we still see? We still see segregation. That a lot exactly. of these neighborhoods, a lot of these neighborhoods that we live in are segregated by design.
2: Exactly. So, so they don't
3: have signs up that say that say um, no blacks allowed, right? But effectively, but effectively, no blacks are allowed. You know, they make sure a you can't of, get along. Yeah, right. They I, make sure a, you can't get along in that area. area. Right, right. and not, then they all and, move and, away. And like, I was gonna say, and just like some of these neighborhoods are are segregated you know our our the corporate our corporate uh, corporations out here are segregated Mm -hmm. higher education and higher education are still segregated to a a certain degree you know what i mean right so i mean and and the atheist community is
1: exactly
3: exactly to to a large degree so i mean while you're out here talking about chitlin circuit personalities you know what is a chitlin circuit personality the chitlin, like I said, the chitlin circuit is where we were safe. You know what I exactly. mean?
2: Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, is that, you know, your silence will not protect you. I need, I say that often, but you need to get it through your head. Your silence about, you know, the racial injustices and the sexism and the homophobia and the transphobia and all these atrocities and oppressions you're being silent about it is not going to protect you. You're, you're, you, you have children some of you have children your sons and your daughters can be Rakia boys or Mike Browns and you can't say right. oh no not my child yes your child
3: I was, you it know, no, yeah i wasn't done with my point yet but I'm going, sorry babe go ahead, going. Go ahead. Like go ahead. Going. It's, no no yeah. um so i was just saying you know so so going back to the chilling circuit but when you use that you use that on purpose right to 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 um you know, to be derogatory towards right. Al Sharpton, Farrakhan, and some of these other Black leaders out here. Now, I'm not a big fan of Al Sharpton. I'm not a big fan of Farrakhan. In
2: exactly. fact, I really
3: don't like Farrakhan. But what I do recognize is that these two men, in their, in their different ways, have done good things for the Black community. I'm right. not saying they did them right, you know what right. I mean? they would they didn't do them they didn't do them in a way that i think is is necessarily the most useful you know and mm-hmm. you know of course they're ex- they're both extremely patriarchal you know right. what i mean but you know and that's another discussion but they but they're, you know you have talked about them but then what are you doing you know so how do we get to talk about and and you know you know deride the work that people like them do and yet we have done nothing very little has been done on this side to address the issues that these two men address exactly and
2: that's true and what's interesting is you know you'll see some black atheists in this community who will try to call others um, segregationists Segregation is I mean, and I'm talking about, you know, we've already had the white atheists. Some of these white atheists say it, but now we have some black atheists saying, well, if you have a group that has black or Latino or Asian in this name, that segregation is no, that is called finding people of like mind. It is called comfort. It is called you know solidarity or finding someone who, who looks like you and understand look we our perceptions of the world and the way that we're treated in this world are totally different and if you have not been you know if you don't feel or haven't seen that I don't know what rock you've been under because you know um white people many even the poor whites they come from a pe- place of privilege they may not understand and acknowledge it but you know we've been out here for a few years talking about white privilege and trying to explain it you know I feel like I'm going purple some days I'm like I get tired of talking about this I want to talk about something else and we end up going over the same issues because you know uh, the different things there yeah exactly mm-hmm. but um again, we're not going to allow you to get out here and to stereotype the black church. And we're not going to allow you to stereotype, you know, the black community. And so, you know, we've we've pointed out and we've shown or, you know, we've put the spotlight on um, white atheists doing it. So what did they do? They went and found some Blacks who were willing to do this. And so, so that's why one of the bullet points I said are Black atheists silenced on issues of racism, social justice, sexism, and, et cetera, being purchased with the promises of speaking engagements, of money, so on and so forth. And that's how I see many of these people, oh, well, but besides the fact that they were offering themselves up for free, to go and speak to these conferences, and there's nothing wrong with you know making yourself available to go and speak at these events and conferences. But you know what some of these individuals are doing? They're trying to control the market. So what they do is <clears throat> they tell people, they tell and you know white people like, oh, we want diversity in our groups and our organization. How? And you have individuals saying, well, call me. And so they call that individual and that individual is only promoting people that they know and their friends who are of like mind. And most of them are uneducated or undereducated about a lot of these issues. And they go out here and they perpetuate a lot of these racist black stereotypes in an effort to entertain the white audience. And what I don't understand is and what I don't understand is. A lot of these white atheists are educated and they know better. Yet they say nothing. So not only do they say nothing when white atheists, you know, make these black people in the black church, they say nothing when the black ones do it, too. And as far as I'm concerned, their silence is violence and it's violence on the black
3: community. Absolutely. But, you know, um, but, you know, part of it is, is that, you know, a lot of times we think of racist, uh, racism in terms of white people, in terms of conservative racism. But we have to remember, there's a lot of, there's a lot of white, um, liberal racism out there, too. Exactly. And part, of white liberal, liberal, and part of white, liberal racism is, you know, is this, um <laughs> is treating black people as though they're somewhat oddities and, you know, right. um, you know that they're um and also the whole you know white savior complex which we see a exactly lot of in this community right, right? so you so you right. have people out here who say things like you know um uncle tom you know black black churchgoers are uncle toms and you know right. they're selling their people out and you know i i have the answer so you know if you just follow if you just you know get out of the church you'll solve all of your problems and this is a lot of the um the rhetoric that you hear with respect to right. the Black community, right? Like, we're going to rescue the Black people from themselves.
1: Right, right, Because
3: they're, right, right. they're not smart enough, you know, or intelligent enough to do it, you know, on their own. We have to help them. You know what I mean? And exactly. So, and that's part of, and that's part of the, the problem that I've had with a lot of things that I've seen. And I've seen a lot of Black people in this community co-sign a lot of that. You know, co-signing exactly. talking about black black believers as Uncle Tom House Negroes. You know, ignoring exactly. the fact that ignoring the fact that Christianity had come to Africa. Now it wasn't widespread. Islam was much more widespread. But you can't get Islam. You can't spread Islam in North Africa and West Africa without some mention of some of the things that are going on with Christianity because Islam comes from Christianity. It comes from exactly. Christianity. They, exactly. they talk about Jesus in the Quran, you know Exactly. <laughs> so, but, you know, this is just some of the foolishness that we hear in this community. So it's, you know, and, and you know, a lot of it is, is um, it, it's just, like you said, it's a lack of education, you know, but exactly. some of it is also internalized racism. And I was and, just going to say life, white supremacy and, you know, and, and it brings up some really interesting points. Because there's a, there was a really good article I was reading the other day about um, about how white supremacy, um, you know, it, 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 how, where it can be found in education. It can be found just from how we how we write history and teach history. and exactly history as as white people freed the slaves. Right. Ignoring right. the fact that white people also enslaved them in the first place, ignoring the fact right. that there had to be a war fought, ignoring that there had to be a war fought before right. slaves were freed, ignoring and they were that, only know, freed as the a, and they were only
2: and they were only freed as a punishment to the South. Go ahead.
3: Right. Well, they were and and not even totally then either. You know what I mean? Right. It had to be. Exactly. It had to be an, an amendment to the Constitution. Right. But you right. Know, and also ignoring the fact. That northern wealth was built on slave economies. Exactly. You know what I mean. Ignoring the fact that that slavery was still going on north of the Mason-Dixon line when all of this Civil War stuff broke out. Exactly. You know what I mean? so, exactly. so, these are these are you know these are some of the things you know writing history and you know in 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 terms of. Oh, yeah, well, this white person, you know, did this and, and did this, ignoring the fact that black people were constantly fighting for their freedom from the day that they got here. You know what I mean? They exactly. were, you know, slaves slave fought against, you know, oppression. You know, it's, it's how we write about history. It's how we, you know, think about it. We need to change that. It's, it's even how, in, in how teachers, um, it, you know, Present. interact with students. Well, no, not to right. present it, but interact with students, That how right. they think about themselves. I was reading an article, um, it was a bunch of case studies, and they were talking to different teachers about how they approach their students and things like this. One of the teachers actually said that she thinks she's God's gift to these young Black people from these poor communities. She mm-hmm. thinks she is God's gift to them. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. I mean, she literally said that. So she somehow thinks that she is, you know, know, she has it within her this savior thing. Right. 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 You know,
2: let's let's talk about that savior complex. Let's talk about the savior complex. Because you know you see a lot of that, and it ties into what you were saying earlier and just now about that savior that she, oh, complex. Oh, and, and
3: I just want to say one more thing about that. Though. Go ahead, babe. And, and, and uh-huh. it's not, and, and the problem is not that she's helping; it's how she how she thinks on that help, right? Right, it's, it's right. It's not that she is unlocking potential; mm-hmm. it's that she thinks that she has done something, that she put something there that wasn't right. there already.
2: Exactly. Like she planted some damn, you know, seed or some shit. I don't know. It's it's interesting. But yeah, you know, that God complex, that Messiah complex. And if you know, um, those of you, we talked about this before, an article that came out earlier this year, and it was talking about, you know, the different reasons why you don't see a lot of blacks in the atheist community. And they, they they didn't call it the savior or messiah complex, but they said, we've seen this before when white people were selling us on Christianity. Now they're trying to sell us atheism. And we're not necessarily falling for the okie dope this time. But see, the thing is, is that, you know, even back when they were selling Christianity and forcing, you know, the slaves to accept Christianity, and one thing I must say is that when they were offering Christianity to the slaves originally, the slaves were told that had they accepted, you know, Christianity, that they would be free. And they were also told that they fought in a revolutionary war that they would be free. They, they freed one or two people, but then they rescinded. You know, they were hoodwinked and bamboozled, as Malcolm would say. And that is what happened. And that's why I'm looking at the atheist community, because, you know, it's the same bullshit It's just a different set of characters And sometimes you know the name Of the package is is Changed but I believe it's the same Shit and I mean at this point You know they're sending the blacks out And you know they used to call the black preachers Back then overseers you know The ones that would you know watch over The congregation while they were being Told what to preach and what to Teach as a matter of fact In, in a lot of instances initially They had white people there you know, to oversee and to make sure the preacher said what they wanted them to say. And, and, and you know, it's, it's just real interesting because you see some of that even in this community that, you know, some of the white atheists want to guide and direct the black groups and the black atheists because we don't know any better and they know better than we do. and And then they don't understand why that's offensive. But, you know, that right there, just that word by itself, offensive, is interesting. When we were offended by people saying certain things in this community, we were told that we chose to be offended. Now we got people offended about what we're saying and what we're writing. Well, how about this? You're choosing to be offended. Deal with that okay. shit. Deal with that.
1: You know, right.
2: right. <laughs> and, and so. Um, This is my thing. For those that are interested in Raina's article, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Mainstream Secular Community as a Person of Color. And that's a long ass title. So go to Roads to Reality.
3: It is is a long uh, ass title.
2: Yeah, you know, but I mean, it, it, it you know, is it's apropos. And when I did Twitter chat Thursday, and yes, it was me on Twitter chat. Whenever I do Twitter chat, I make sure people know that it's black free thinkers that's doing it. And i posted, you know, I, I posted this article, and I said no integrity needed. I meant that then I mean it now. And, you know, what's interesting is, you know, we're talking about the Messiah, the God complex. You know, I find it interesting. I don't know who that two cult survivor was, but I appreciate them engaging me. But again, you know, they're like, oh, well, maybe if you call them, I see better results. And so, you know, again, trying to direct me It's just that my internet connection, my networking connection was, you know, acting up. That's why I had the testing um, post stuff. And I just was a little tired that day. I didn't feel like going through, okay, I'll give it a chance, whatever, blah, bye. bye. And, you know, I ended the Twitter chat, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm still going to continue calling these people out. I was just tired of fighting with Twitter and trying to get tweets out because it was acting up that day. Randall was having problems too. And so um, it's just, it's interesting because. You know, I have seen this on many different occasions in which, you know, they try to redirect your your way of thinking. They try to tell you what you should and should not be, you know, say. And, you know, I see even with some of the black atheists in the community, how they get scared when we talk about these things and they try to distance themselves away from us, which is fine. I don't give a shit. Um, you know, and, you know, in, in in and they feel like, you know, for me in particular, not necessarily Raina, um, you know, I've been called toxic. I've been called polarizing. I've been called oh, a number please, of different
3: things. Yes. I've got that same stuff, too. So nah. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, I've been
2: called negative. I've been called all of this. And see, this is the thing. I guess I'm all of these things because I will not conform and go along with the program. If I'm not conforming to the black community and the black church, I'm sure as hell not conforming to atheism and the black atheists. Again, fuck you. Why? Fuck you, that's why. Okay? I'm not going to do it. I am a true free thinker and we are not going to think the same way about a number of things and and, and, and that's all there is to it. And I'm not necessarily knocking you as a person. I don't want anybody to take this personal because it's not what I am doing is knocking down your bullshit as arguments. I'm knocking down, you know, the, the the principles that you call yourself putting out here. And it's just bullshit. And you have nothing really to offer than stereotypical shit. And again, it goes back to a Twitter chat that I did a few months ago in which I had people unfollow me then as well because I talk about how black atheists are pretty much just the fucking entertainment. You want to get up there and sing and dance and tell jokes, but you ain't trying to educate nobody. The electric slide, you know, um, you know, and so, you know, I'm sitting back and I'm looking at all of this and I'm just I'm like, I'm absolutely amazed. And I mean, all of that is, you know, the social aspect of it is a component that's needed. I'm not saying Agreed. that we don't need Agreed. the social component.
3: I mean, yeah, and it's, not it's saying enough. That you don't want to get out there and electric slide occasionally. But if all right. you can offer is the electric slide, then, you know, then why? Why do you have a 501c3? What is the point? You know, exactly.
2: Exactly. And, and you know, and again, you know, um, I've given my caveats directly to this person about some things. And it's not just one person. It's actually a few people. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all of this, but it is what it is. I wish everybody the absolute best. But it, it used to be a point in time where I would be quiet about these things, but I haven't been this past year. And I can pretty much tell you it's going to get progressively worse from that you know from this period because you know, um, the past year and a half, two years, I've been dealing with a lot of bullshit on my end, personal life. So I had to focus on that. One component of it, the major component of it, has been dealt with now. Okay. And so now I can focus back on your ass. So you want to be mad? I'm going to give you something to be mad about. Okay. That is how I see this now. And, and, and the thing is, is that, and people are like, what happened? You know, especially some of those that I used to be friends with that know me on a personal level. And, oh yeah, I want to make sure I make it clear. I do not have minions. And just because you and I were friends and got close over, you know, Um, Three, six months. That does not mean that, you know, me, you know, some things about me, but there are some things that you are embellishing. You are fabricating. You are just straight lying about. And the thing is, is that mm, I don't believe in what's done in the dark will come to light. I don't believe in sowing and reaping. I don't believe in karma. I don't believe in what goes around, comes around. I believe in justice. And if you feel that I mistreated you or I did something or, you know, treated, you know, or did something or took something from you, state it. As someone said on my wall, tag each other and air it out already. I'm not friends with those people, so I can't tag them. I couldn't tag them. But if you got something to say and you have an issue with me, state it. But one thing I will say is that you better be factually correct because I will sue your ass. And I am in a position that I can just, I will sue you until I get fucking carbo tunnel from signing the paperwork. So I want you to know that and I want you to understand, you know, that is not a promise. That is a threat. And I will. And I will sue you. And I have evidence to back up what I'm saying. I got screenshots. I got audio. Bring it. Bring it. And you better bring it correctly. Because, you know, my motto, play pussy, get fucked. And that's exactly what the hell I'm going to do to you. Now you better make, if you're going to tell the story, you tell it
3: correctly, right?
2: Or or don't say anything at all because you're on some bullshit and I'm going to call you out on it because see, now I can focus more on what's happening. And look, let me tell you two years ago when I went to the doctor and, you know, and it was confirmed to me that I have an illness, an illness that has, you know, no cure. And basically, I, you know, when you look at it, I, you know, if I don't take the medicine, I will die. So in so many words, I'm dying. It's not terminal, it's chronic, but I'm dying. And I I take 11 different medications a day, 11. That has been my focus on me getting better and me dealing with some personal things that were happening. And I didn't need all this other bullshit distracting me. But now that I got a major component of that, you know, finalized this week, oh, I'm coming for you, bitch. Yes, I am. Fuck you. And fuck your friend too. How about that? So anyway, moving on to Raina's article. Um, let's talk about a couple of things. And for those of you that want to call in, the number is 310-982-4273. Again, that's 310-982-4273. Press 1 if you want to talk. We're going to open the lines up. I've invited you all, especially certain individuals, to call into the show. Call your ass in. Something on your mind, let it off. You got me quoting Tupac. Fuck you. Why? Fuck you, that's why. Now call your ass in. Call in. Let's straighten all this bullshit out. You know, you want to be Betty badass on Facebook and Twitter and everybody anybody talk to somebody in my family they'll tell you I'm not going to argue with you on Facebook and Twitter. I'll show up to can your motherfucking house. Can I say I mean, can I just
3: cuz I, I want to clear something up too, because a lot of people think I've been picking on um well,
2: people.
3: Should I just say it? Can I just say it?
2: No. Just, just certain
3: people. Okay. All right, well, yeah, no. Go ahead, say it. Fuck it, it. Fuck it. I, I don't okay. care. Go ahead, so, say it. Because because some people think I was picking on BN, and let me just say I wasn't actually picking on the end, I was actually talking about a number of other organizations and individuals I've seen in this community and the behavior that I've seen since approximately two thousand and nine. Okay, so these are not things that I I'm just picking out regarding the end, These are things I've seen. Uh, from a number of people. So, and I don't think that any of those things are um, unfair. You know what I mean to point out? Um, I don't, again, I don't have any personal beef with anybody. But I do think that as a member of this community, I'm allowed to call out the bullshit that I see. And this is some of the bullshit that I've seen. And I know that there are people out there who, um, who haven't spoken up, haven't you know, said something one way or another. But i know that these are the things that they've seen too because i've had these conversations with a number of people in this community who've seen these things and agree with me. now they may not feel comfortable coming out because they may feel like maybe that might hurt somebody that they're cool with but they've seen it and they know that it's wrong so i'm not the only one so don't try to make it seem like i'm the only person who feels this way because i know that i'm not i get the inboxes.
2: exactly Exactly. And, you know, again, you know, we're calling out and we can give specific examples about, you know, some things. And I mean, that's just how it is. We actually have a call on the line. So hold on. Let me get over here. And this is 347. All right, 347. May we ask who's calling?
0: Hi, this is Hotep Kenyatta. How are you all doing?
2: Hotep Kenyatta, how are you?
0: Hey, um, so-so, you know, what the experiences of um, darker humans in America and globally makes it a so-so as opposed to a fantastic, but um, it's possible that we can overcome. Um, the, the, I caught the tail end of what you all were talking about, and there is a definitely a place for calling people out because it then can lead to discussion, dialogue, or even a throwdown on the street about the issue. Um, If we're too politically correct, what often happens is we can't get at the the root cause of whatever the issue is. So, I mean, I may sound, you know, low key, but I call MFs out also. And, um, yeah, do it. And and post a video on YouTube when you're beating someone up. I'd love to see that, too.
1: <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. No one's going to be beating anybody up. Okay.
3: One thing we are not in the business of promoting is violence. But okay. Exactly. I could call
0: Don King up, you know, get a little manager. Uh-uh. You
2: know. <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, we want to have a conversation. And, you know, with, you know, especially one particular individual, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's absolutely amazing because this one particular individual has done everything that they could to claim my character and sully my name. And, you know, as if I don't know and things don't get back to us about what's being said and done in the background, the thing is, is that I don't feel like I have to justify myself or explain myself to anyone. And if you're out here and you're selling this story, it means that something must be happening and you must be feeling bad about something or you're guilty about something because you're trying to convince everybody to be on your side and to listen to what you have to say. I have no side. Think what you want about me. I don't care. Look, let me tell you, when when that doctor confirmed to me and told me that I was dying, I have no worries in the world. I am not scared of anything, I'm not scared of anybody. I was like that beforehand. But I really have nothing to lose. It's a win-win situation for me, regardless. So, oh. you be you, boo. You know, go ahead, um, Hotel Kenyatta. Yeah,
0: what you were saying, you said about your medical condition, I didn't know. You so you're in a, in a present medical um, situation then.
2: Yes, I have oh, a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a long-term illness. It's a chronic illness that has no cure. And basically, I take 11 different, you know, medications a day. And let me tell you what the illness is, because I don't need no goddamn rumors out there. I have lupus. <laughs> oh,
0: okay.
2: Right, I was like, I don't want
3: to say it, and not going to say it. But it is right, weird.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have lupus, you know, in addition, and the lupus caused a number of other issues, and so it's just a combination of illnesses and, you know, it, it created like, you know, bursitis and rheumato- um, um, arthritis and a number of other things. And so, you know, the medication helps me. But what the medication does, it keeps me out of pain. Because some, there are some nights I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm ready to scream because it feels like battery acid is running down my legs and it feels like my feet are on fire. And sometimes it feels like my entire leg is like that in my arm. And when I get like that, I can't have, you know, any clothes or, you know, I turn the fans off. I want nothing to touch me because it feels like my skin is raw and I have certain lotions that I have to use to kind of ease that pain so you know a a common cold or a basic infection can kill me and and so these are things that i am focused on not on all this other shit and the fact that we have to keep going over this stupid shit and 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 talk about these issues with people look if you claim that you are for the black community which includes the black church because there are only a small microcosm of us out here that are you know out non believers there are a lot of non believers yeah. that still attend church and you know if you're only for the microcosm of non believers but you're not for the believers then you're not really for the black community because the majority of them are believers and you go out here and you talk about the black community, you tear them down, you talk all this craziness, you talk bullshit about them, and, and but yet you want to go out there and tell them the virtues of atheism and why atheism is the way. Let's go ahead and call a, a spade a spade. The only reason why you're in this community is because you're trying to see how much extra sex you can get and you're trying to figure out how much money you can get. You don't give a shit about these people. the only person you give a shit about really is yourself. let's call let's it out about, let's call it what it yeah, is let's but call, no. but my let's thing call is about
3: something else so mm-hmm. I want to call out something else too' Because I remember a very of um a presentation that was given um called sanctified hold okay? right and and um in this presentation um they called out the um the, the the most common scandal, they said in the in the church right in the black church talking about extramarital affairs financial um, you know financial things you know, Disappropriation. Uh, misappropriation appropriation of funds yeah and some more shit all of that's going on in the atheist community Not exactly black, black and white but right black and white the mainstream that's right. atheist community you know and, and yeah because where did that thirty thousand dollars
2: yeah. Well, yeah. What did like that? Thirty thousand dollars disappear from 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 that one political action committee. And, you know, from the woman that was, you know, from her staff and she uses, you know, sheets of money to wrap presents. Money disappeared. People pay for damn plastic surgery and bullshit. It's all kind of craziness happening because there is no transparency. But go ahead. Right. I'm Rain. sorry.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, so there, so there's that, you know, there's sexual harassment, there's sexual assault cases, there's, you know, people trying to cover up for these types of things, you know what I mean, on the black and the white side. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's, you know, we keep, I, I keep seeing people who are especially hard on the black church without recognizing right. that, 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 that their house is in disarray that our house is in disarray. And I'm not saying that we can't criticize the church. Like, I think that's kind of a, I think it's a fallacy to say that you you can't talk about, uh, talk about an issue out there because your house is messed up. I'm just saying, while we're doing that, can we also clean house? You know what
2: I mean? Exactly, exactly. And sure, go ahead.
0: Yeah, um, uh, if you don't mind, uh, asked if I could briefly give a comment about lupus and then come to the black church slash atheism. Have you heard of hemp oil?
2: Yes, I've heard of hemp oil.
0: Have you had the, uh, I don't know the laws in your state, but I'm just saying in terms of pain, it's a sensational, um, alternative for pain and it's organic. Um, so if you get the opportunity and look at, you know, your state and ordering online whatever, um, the issue is. Excellent. I, I had Especially some issues. It's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: well, right. I can tell you right. this, when it comes to the medical profession, I have colleagues that are doctors. They are not too friendly to the natural medicines and remedies. So, um, some
3: of them are. But anyway, I mean, I think some, are, I think some, some of yeah. them are. And, and, and I think it just also just depends on the, um, the evidence for the efficacy of some of these things for certain conditions. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, like, there I are used a lot
0: it of pe- and it was oh, well, no, sensational. Oh, no, I'm not saying, I'm not, yeah.
3: yeah, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that what you're saying is incorrect. I'm just saying she also needs to check with, you know, talk with her doctor about these things
0: because of the be other things interactions. she's taking. Yeah,
3: right. There could be interactions. Okay. It may not work in her particular case. You know, because I think Kim even, you know, you know, Kim can tell you about her own stuff. But anyway, we're gonna move on. But you know, sometimes people, all prob- people have things that are going on and you don't know, and you can introduce something into it and fuck other things up. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but you're probably aware that there are higher contraindications and problems with synthetic treatments than there are with natural organics, because the natural organics are actually natural for our bodies. Um, so well,
3: no, not I, necessarily, I, because the body doesn't really have any any mechanism for understanding what's natural and what's not. Quote, oh, it does, though, sister. They're no, called white blood cells because the body no, the body only cares about about chemicals. That's all it cares about. The body is, is is chemical, and and chemicals are in everything. Even natural things are made up of chemicals. There's no natural receptor. There's no natural tag on. You know, biologically based molecule. So you're, you're telling no me, difference. sister,
0: that synthetic, um, artificially made chemicals uh, the body reacts just as positively to as uh, natural chemicals. There's no is that positive you're or
3: negative. The body is a system, and what happens in that system depends on the on what the body's biochemistry is, what type of you know, what types of receptors it has. You know, all types of things. There's, there's more to it than this is natural and this is synthetic. But moving on, um, you wanted to say something about the black church and the atheist community after you uh,
0: Yeah, I will. By the way, I don't agree with your physician, but on the. I mean, you don't, you don't have, have to
3: agree. Only one of us okay. has a degree well, in biology.
0: No, 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 no. No, this is a serious okay, thing because I'm. Move on. I'm we're no, move no on. listen, nope, nope, let me nope, just say. On. The sister nope, is in a medical. On situation it's not really about
3: me only one of us in science so we're not going to have this conversation i'm not having this conversation with you because only I, one you of us don't have us to sister science. i was only actually one of us talking has, to only the one six sisters only one of us has a degree on this phone in science only one of only, us has done studies. so sister studies. no no your, your point is not about
0: you actually, we're actually. We're it was for the host i didn't know you oh i thought i
3: thought Moving Are on. you the
0: sick sister or the move, other one? sister?
3: Move, moving on. I
0: was moving saying on. this for the sister with hey, the I medical know. thing.
3: Are we moving on? I think we Let's on. just
0: let's move. Let's move forward. Let's move yes, forward. Thank you. Let's move. I, I don't was, want you I was
2: all
3: trying to, I was trying to help that. Moving okay, on, um I'm like I'm, to... well if um
2: if if you want you can email me, blackfreethinkers at gmail.com. Again, that's blackfreethinkers at gmail.com. That's for anybody out there that's looking to email me. That's the email address. But um, let's let's kind of get back on target Sorry here. That, so, but, you know, whole oh, no,
3: no, peppers always want to go in on things that they don't have any type of understanding of. You know what I mean? And especially when it comes to biology and science. No, you don't have, there's no natural receptor. The body doesn't know any different. We've talked about this on the show several times.
0: Okay, uh, but, it's fine. I'll email her the info and I'll email it to yeah. you and you can critique it. I have done my own okay. research. My degree is in business, it's not I'm, in medicine. So right. it's fine. And that's don't why worry you about it, sister. I'm not moving in on what sh- you're
3: talking about regarding th- biology. Th- th- so we're going to move not on. Not really
0: true because I meet with my doctor no, it friends actually and have is discussions. is true
3: because there's no. Oh, notes. come on. Let's okay, move on. So I'm moving please,
0: on. Regarding please, religion please. and Haitianism. Okay. Regarding religion and. Yeah, religion and the money challenge where sometimes in an atheist or similar group, agnostic, etc., money disappears, they're separate issues. We were going to have dishonesty in many communities. It doesn't mean that atheism then has a strike against it, I think. I think it just means that most of our cultures, communities, corporations, the leaders have put money before the themes and objectives of the Organizations, especially in the case of some nonprofits, I see atheism, and and that angle as being much more logical and um, even spiritual in some ways than the extremely right religious groups. And regarding being very tough on the religious black community, I think it does have a place because there's so much um, hypocrisy. It isn't the atheist groups generally that make claims that oh, our God said we're this and we shouldn't steal. But yet, look who does much of the raping and stealing comes from the same groups that um, many of our parents are members of. So I think they need to be criticized critically continually oh yeah
2: they definitely need to be criticized and 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 we need to look at these look at this situation through a critical lens. I agree with that wholeheartedly but what I want people to understand is you're having the same issues in the atheist community there have been allegations of sexual assault there has there have been allegations of rape there have been allegations of misappropriation of funds there have been allegations of pedophilia you know and so you're seeing you know it's the atheist community is nothing but a direct reflection of society and you're seeing the same things but see the issue with the atheist community is they're saying some of the You know, many of them are turning into what they claim that they are against. You have I've had white atheists tell me that they were racist and sexist when they were believers, but when they became atheists, they were no longer racist and sexist because when you let religion go, those things go away. That's the same thing that I hear from Christians that I was once, you know, you know, a a, a drug user or alcoholic, but when I found Jesus. I was instantly, you know, healed and instantly delivered from all of those things. And we're hearing the same thing over here. It's just delivered in a different package. But it's the same shit, which is why I do comparative analysis between the the two groups. And unfortunately, a lot of the white atheists are trying to sell, and black atheists too, they're trying to sell that once you let religion go, All of this racism will go away. All of this sexism will go away. All of the homophobia will go away. And that is not true. And you see that in the comment section of, you know, some of these blogs that they have. When the American Humanist Association, American Atheist, Secular Student Alliance, you know, even with Greta and, you know, some other people that have blogs. And they, they put the information up, especially, you know, this past August with AA, SSA, and AHA, the comments were absolutely horrendous. And you had people on there, you know, saying this article seems slanted and biased towards, you know, the thug, Mike Brown. And thug is just a new word for nigger. They're using that in place of nigger. And the thing is, is that it's a lot of propaganda out there. Um, They um, released that video of him allegedly stealing those cigars. You know, he didn't he paid for them. And the store owner never, never called the police. None of the workers ever called the police that. So they got the videotape. They put out as propaganda. And there are blacks right. and whites out there that are perpetuating that, but you know you're being right. sell, sold the same package, and you know the whole thing is like you know you have people in the atheist community, especially some of these black atheists that call people keyboard warriors or call them armchair revolutionaries, and they say things like that to shut the argument down or to attempt to shut the argument down. But going to speak at all white conferences is not activism to me. I said that on the webcast last Sunday. I'm saying it here. I've said it on the wall. I've said it on my Twitter account. It ain't going to change my mind. Going to talk Mm -hmm. to all white, white atheist conferences is not activism. That is not what activism is. I want to see you go back to the hood, create programs and not programs that's going to you know, get you some extra sex. You know, you want to create this program saying that you want to go into the jails and help people out. You know, are you looking for new dates? You know, and, and I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. You know, you haven't been going into the jails. You haven't been trying to do anything in the community beforehand. But now, all of a sudden, you want to say you're you want to go back into the community as you tear them down in front of these white audiences. And I mean, you know, let let let's look let's use some logic here. If the black community is that lost and 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 that destructive, and and. You know, they need you, the black atheist savior, to come in to save them and to help them. But you're castigating, you know, the black community and the black religious people to the white folks. What makes you think they want to give you money for a lost cause? You got to think about the logic in that. If they are such a lost cause, why would white people give you money to go into a community when your services aren't going to allegedly help anyone because they're so far gone? None of these people are showing proof about all of these alleged programs that they have. I ain't seen man picture, no nothing, with the exception of Black Skeptics Group. You know, we've seen pictures of the scholarship programs and the recipients. Hell, I've been to the we ceremonies. Have
3: video. Exactly. And we have video of them. Like, so exactly, know what the money's going to over there. But um, exactly. I wanted to make another point um, going off sure. from something that you said. Um, you know, the other thing is, is, it's not just that they're they're basically characterizing the Black church and Black community as being stupid or ignorant. They're also characterized, they're, you also hear a lot of them characterizing the Black community or the Black church in particular as people being mean and hostile and violent and homophobic. Right. You know what I mean? And right. there is this, and there's this but, but I just want to say that, you know, this is this is something that we've seen in the mainstream community, and in, 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 of in the larger culture where the black church has been scapegoated for you know the um, exactly in california yep, yep, yep. but it also it also goes back to a larger history of um of the of characterizing the black community as somehow barbaric and backwards and right. um anti-progressive and all of these sorts of things. Um, you know, you think about the Black Brute caricature, right? Right, um, exactly. You, know, you, can, you can see it in uh, Cecil B. DeMille's you know, uh, Birth of a Nation. You know, where, yes. the, white, uh, where the white woman is, is taken by the Black Brute, you know what I mean? And just this exactly. notion that Black people are just inherently violent, you know, and exactly. um, incapable of reason and, and rationality. Um, you know, exactly. I heard it in one of the in one of um in uh, one of the screenings of Jeremiah Kamara's film, and of course we we've uh we've given Jeremiah the business on this program. Right. But um, you know, in one of the um <laughs> the Q and A sessions afterwards, somebody said that um you know do you have security because I'm afraid right. that when you start showing this all over the country, that Black Christian people are going to beat you up or shoot you, you know, and it's just this notion that black people are violent. I mean, it's the same thing that we heard on CNN right. and other um, places thinking that, you know, black people would somehow, um, you know, go, you know, start rioting immediately right. after um, these, these decisions were handed down and what's, right. and, and it's, and those um, sorts of things are, are, are racist. It assumes exactly. that black people that black people can't react in any way other than in violence.
2: Exactly. And, and, And the same thing, you know, happens in this community. Oh, they want you to speak in soft, gentle tones and they want you to educate them, you know, and take up all your time. So you're not you're no longer focused on your goal. But the thing is, is that, you know, some of these people, you know, some of these black atheists and the talks that they give, like I said, they 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 want they turned around and called, you know, some black Christians degenerates. When the same shit is happening in their own particular organization, you want to talk about, you know, the rape and the sexual assault allegations in the Christian community? Well, some of that has been coming out of your organization, too, allegedly. So my thing is, the same shit you're trying to cover up, and you're trying to point the finger at the church, you're covering up on your end. And you don't want us to talk about it. I have, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Sue
3: me, bitch. Sue me. Because I'm going to put it out well, there. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, in addition to that, and, and I didn't get to, to, to say this because you were making this other point, but I wanted to say that, you know, there's also this notion that Black anger, like when Black people are angry, that there's no reason behind it. You know what I mean? Like Black right. people don't have the right to be angry. right? You know? Because Because we're already thought to be irrational and, you know, and not intelligent whenever we're angry that there's that it's just it's just you know it's not justified but there's a lot of anger out here that black people are are you know are expressing and a lot of it is justified based on exactly the fact that we've been ignored based on the fact that you know our bodies are being you know are being thrown away essentially you know through Um, the mass incarceration system through um you know the uh, way in which, you know, state violence has been used against us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. if black people are out here angry, we're angry for a reason. We have every right to be angry, you know?
0: A lot a lot of times the, um, not all Caucasian pink um, people, but many seem to think that our uh, anger is in the right direction when it is applied in areas that they deem appropriate. For example, September 11th. Right the Civil mm-hmm. War, Christopher Columbus, right. um, not right. loving hip hop music, then we're okay. Oh, I'm angry. But if it applies to issues that affect us, that most white people benefit from disproportionately right. to our demise, then suddenly our emotion is invalidated when anger is actually a pretty valid response in humans. We have certain instincts right. and emotions that, you know, we're going to react to it, fight or flight, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's really the issue. They just not, I shouldn't say they, because it's not all, in my opinion, from I've met with so many folks. But the vast majority, if we see a black brother beaten on TV and we get angry, what are you angry about? You must be a thug. You must, I mean, the conclusions, the illogical leaps, the figures of speech, I mean, the moving the goalposts, I mean, almost every fallacious trick is used. And sometimes it's not even a trick in their opinion, because in some people's hearts and minds, they actually think this way. Right. Right. uh, Exactly.
2: Exactly. And the thing is, you know, the the entire premise, you know, the entire history of the United States of America is built on violence.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, you came over here and started raping and killing the, the indigenous people. Then you started importing white and black slaves. Well, the white people were indigenous servants. And it started out the same way for black folks. And then they decided they wanted to make it, you know, a lifetime servitude, you know, for blacks. And, you know, that was done through violence as well. And it's continually, you know, being perpetuated. Um, Noam Chomsky was saying how Ronald Reagan re-enslaved African-Americans. And I posted that on my wall. And, you know, we have so many issues in this country but, you know, getting back to, you know, what we're talking about here, and I've already lost a couple of followers and a couple of uh, Facebook friends by, but anyway, you know, that doesn't take away the fact that, um, you know, this, this, you know, is happening. And then also, you know, um, with these organizations, again, no transparency, you know, with everything that the black skeptics do, everything, everything is transparent. The money that we collected in donations for the conference. You all saw footage of the conference. You you know um, video. The DVD will be available soon, um, and we're having another one next year. And the conversations were enlightening. It's more to life than drinking, drugging, and scrolling. I'm sorry, there is. And you know what's interesting is is that you know for you know some of these people, some some specific people, that you know, I don't know if you've had your, you know, your wake up moment, but it's coming. If you haven't figured out that you're black yet, your wake up moment is coming. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, um, one of the things that I see in this community is a lot of self promotion. And, you know, I've seen some of the narcissism, and the self absorbed bullshit that I see. And again, you're not speaking out against racism or injustice. And this is one of the points in Raina's. Um, Um, blog she says number five do not speak out against racism or injustice in general and don't attempt to use your influence to convince atheist humanist organizations even those whose boards you sit on to commit to agendas that are pro-social justice even when those agendas intersect with mainstream secular issues like science education you know and, and they don't speak out and they don't care they don't understand the science themselves and I'm still laughing. How are you sending a Richard Dawkins book into a prison when you don't even understand the damn Richard Dawkins book? You know they I'm don't not, understand.
3: Right. I'm not, I'm not right. just talking about and it's like people. why do you think I was going to say why do you think that they why do you think that a lot of those people are there in the first place? They are there right. a lot of times because they come from communities where they don't have resources, where they aren't given an adequate education, so they can't make a living wage. You know, some of these people—I mean, a lot of people who even you know work in the workforce currently are barely literate. You know, right. yes, they can read. Yes, they can read a menu. Yes, they can you know read um, you know the instructions on something to put it together. But they but right. it's like they have to read anything above that something that needs to be interpreted, something that needs to be broken down. They can't do it. Right. Exactly. And
2: and, and and you're absolutely correct. And the thing is, is that, you know, what I find interesting, you know, about some of these black atheists I hear is they go around and they get to quote, you know, Dawkins, Hitchens, and Harris, but they're not quoting any of the humanists or free thinkers or atheists of the past. They're not quoting Hubert Henry Harrison. They're not quoting Richard Wright. They're not quoting James Baldwin. They're not quoting Asa Philip Randolph. They're not quoting, you know, Tony Penn or Sakibu Hutchison or Norm Allen. None of these. You're quoting these. It's, it's like, you know, I look at this community and the way that they repeat some of the talking points from the atheist community. You may as well be saying, you know, it, you know, John 316 for God so loved the world. It's the same shit. You're doing the same exact shit at the community you're pointing. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, I consider this whole atheist community a sham. I see it as a frat party, I see it as just a bunch of people, you know, creating these foundations to bring their friends in to talk, to give money to friends, to keep the money circulating amongst one another while, you know, bringing forth no real programs, bringing forth no real change. It's just a big old party for everybody to get together and piss off other people, namely people of color, because that is who they're directing a lot of these attacks at. And what's interesting is, is I've seen some white atheists say, "Is I knew as soon as we opened up the community and allowed you know, people of color or other folks to come in, that we were going to have people here talking about social justice and intersectionality, and they call it a bunch of bullshit. But it's not. It's like if you want diversity and you want black atheists or Latino atheists or Asian atheists to be a part of your community, whether you understand it or not, that is called intersectionality. And I just don't think many of you all understand, but I'm starting to see, I'm starting to think that this whole thing is a scam. And that is why I am not telling believers to leave the church. I'm not telling the atheists that are still going to church to leave. I say question everything. I say if you don't want to give money, don't give money. But if that church is providing daycare, if that church is providing groceries, if the church is providing help to help you keep your gas and lights on, why should you leave when you come over here and they're not doing anything to help you? As a matter of fact, they're making you feel bad because many of us, even though we're non-believers, the majority of the people in our family are still believers. And rest assured, you call my mother or my grandmother or my cousins or my brothers and sisters or any of them, you call them Uncle Tom's and watch what happens to you.
0: Is, is it... um. Is there a connection between the example of certain black, brown people staying in a church, not necessarily because they believe they're going to float off and go to heaven, but because there's an infrastructure in place to help them to financially empower their families, and similarly, there's possibly a connection to black folks being in organizations, let's say, you know, some um, very extreme right organization. But being there... Now, they're outliers. I'm not saying this is the norm, but I'm sure they exist Mm -hmm. as I consider doing it also. Being there to provide intel, intelligence for our community, meaning, you know, when I was going to join this uh, right-wing group, my plan was learn what these damn people are doing. Try and steer it without getting kicked out the group. <laughs> you know, don't right. stand up and say fight the power, but say, yeah, man. You know, black people—they need to—they—they they too lazy. Oh, by the way, can I get some funds to help some kids in X community? You know, um, I think we we need diverse strategies to, to complement what the system is doing. They have NSA, right, but see, they, they, yeah. right, but see, the thing
2: is, you you said you asked for funds to help in this particular group. And if you're really going to go and help out in the community, that's helping out in the community. These people, they're using the funds to fly their little, you know, side pieces yeah. all over the country, and and yeah, no, using it. To, I
0: didn't mean to, to, them, by the way. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't mean them because I don't know that situation. I'm just saying generally, we're going to have some diverse people. Not oh, usually, usually they're just selling out, getting paid, and trying to buy another mansion. But one or two really intellectual warriors go into their fields and quietly try and do something. Um, I just wanted to add that, so, so because otherwise, some listeners might take it as the strategy would not be a successful one, or you might come off as a sellout when you know you may be trying to be the spook that's sat by the door, for example. You remember that. Well, video? I, I, no. I
3: I I, it, it, I understand yeah. what you're saying. But, yeah, I mean, there are some people who who even, you know, even though I don't agree with their their politics or at least their stated politics, are doing things on, like, say, in, in conservative organizations to try to get, you know, money to, um, you know, to help assist, you know, young people of color. Like, I don't like Jesse Lee Peterson, but I like the premise of what he does with his bond organization. I think his politics are fucked up. But I I like the premise of helping to teach young people how to, um, you know, be, you know, uh, go into business for themselves and be entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? I think that's Mm -hmm. useful. Um, But, yeah, I I think I see what he's saying. But, yeah, sometimes, uh, but the people we're talking about today, they're not doing any such thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I know. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: Are you still there? hello yeah we're here oh, everyone saying. just went silent,
3: silent. do not silent. care
0: anything
3: oh, oh
2: oh yeah exactly oh we we have a call i think this is 661 i think i know who you are may i ask who's calling
4: uh, yes can you hear me can you hear me yes i can all right uh, all right uh, my name is uh delroy i'm calling out of the uh united kingdom um interesting, kind of couple of things you've uh, brought up. I was just listening in, just on Blog Talk Radio. Um, main reason why I'm calling it's this: um, a lot of things uh, where, where over here, it's the system slightly run differently. There's still the issues that you have over there, but it's just not as as blatant over here. They're a bit better. The Europeans over here uh, treated a bit better. They're not as bad over here with us as they are over there. And I'll just say this very quickly: that um, that system you've got over there is. Is completely different from anywhere else in the world, the, the system. And it's set up and it's designed to keep you people, um, especially the education board with the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, it's, it educa- it's, it's designed to keep you all dumbed down. So we'll think, one of you talked about the the people have got, uh, who commit crimes have got no money. That's very true. But the issue is it's the system itself in the first place. It's set up that way, that it means that you do, people over there getting, not only get a poor education, so even when they leave that they've got nothing to aim for they've got no they've got no right. no leaving everybody's in the, it it's um you know the issue over here is like the perception of uh what they deem as black i don't call people blacks i don't call people by crayons and colors because we're not colors we're living breathing beings we've got souls and we're melanated we're not we're not we're not crayons. we're not uh chattel property i'm not going to get into that right now but um the people over there are perceived over by people over here as uh you know, but, uh, what they call as white, I call them Europeans because they're not white. That's giving them a title they shouldn't have. Europeans over there are perceived as bankers, rich people, successful people. And then the people who are Aboriginal or indigenous the people over there that had that land in the first place are looked on as um, as gangsters, uh, drug dealers, you know, rappers. And so it's, it's, this, it's this perception that even over here, that perception is even painted to the people of even on this side of the water, And, you know, that's the only way that people are supposed to be. So if you grow up in a certain community, then you have to be this. If you grow up in that community, then you have to be that. And so it's set up period to make sure that certain people fail. And so, therefore, the prison system is then benefiting from the bonding system, which these priests have got involved over here, because it's our bar guild that's over there that's running things from... uh, Our bar guild over here is what's running the ones, um, the the, uh, bar guild over there. So you've got lawyers and solicitors who represent uh, so called uh, uh African Americans, even though I don't like that, I'm not you, know, I hate that term because it's a fake property term. But they keep representing you, and then they're just selling, they're selling you out and then throwing everybody in these prisons. But the issue is, it's because they all get paid off these bonds. So, as long as you sign right. these, what's called a, a, a foreign citers trust, then what happens is you get uh, uh, the, the the prison companies receive money from your foreign citers trust, so you create that credit when people sign these contracts with these solicitors. And when they do these plea gar- bargains, because a, a plea in Latin is um, a, a, a guilty or, a, a, or not guilty, a, a guilty or guilt, it stands for money. So basically you go through these, this ritual where you go in front of these so-called judges, and they're not judges, I call them priests. And you plead guilty or not guilty, so you've to pay money or you don't. But they're making money hand over fist. So the whole thing is just absolutely and uh, uh, utterly corrupt from the outset. So the system is designed to put you people in prison anyway because they make money off that. And so, the, you know, the whole thing is upside down and completely uh, out of control because everybody makes money hand over fist on the pe- off you people over there who are sat at the bottom of this system, who are powering the whole system. Just like Sophie Stewart soldiers in The Matrix, it's you lot that are powering the system. If you lot disappeared tomorrow, that whole thing will collapse. And so they need to feed off you, like which is why they keep perpetuating what you call uh, racism. I don't like you, I call it because that's what it really is. They keep perpetuating right. that, because if they don't have that in place, the this system won't function.
2: Exactly. You're absolutely correct. It, it will not function, and this is why we brought out about, you know, it's not just in Ferguson, but all over the United States, how um, basically the systems are set up and is rigged to take you know, people of color money. So, you know, Raina was talking about the citations and the fines, and then you get put in jail and, you know, um, you have to pay all of these fees. And while you're in jail, in many cases when people are incarcerated, they have to, you know, work. So, you know, it may be a contract with a Fortune 500 company, and they're on the phone. You know, sometimes when you get these calls from these telemarketers, these are prisoners that are on in the call center at the jail. They're only making, you know, cents on a dollar, but the jail is, is making a lot of money. But then when the same person is released from prison, they can't get a job at that company, even though they just made that company a lot of money while they were in jail doing the very same job. And it's all rigged. It's, you know, it's a perpetual state of poverty that they're trying to keep many, you know, people of color in in this country. And because, Raina, remember, you expounded on that. You were talking about that when we first brought up Ferguson and you were talking about how, um, you know, with the there are like three warrants to every house. In Ferguson. Yeah. So, with those warrants, you know, it keeps the police employed and it's all rigged. You know, these city budgets, you know, these cities, you know, the city services, all of that is built upon the money and the projected money or the forecasted, you know, money that's going to come in from the poor people. It costs a lot of money to be poor. Poverty is expensive. We need to do mm-hmm. a show on that on just how, you know, expensive poverty is. But yeah, it's a system that's set up. And that's why we say the whole system is guilty. The entire system is guilty. Yeah. And it needs to be dismantled and deconstructed. However, you know, you have people here and, you know, I have not watched the so-called speech that Al Sharpton gave yesterday. And You know, I haven't watched it yet because I'm just not ready. You know, I try to keep stress out of my life. But, you know, I know when I watch that, I'm just going to flip my, you know, flip my top, flip my wig there. And because you have all of these people who are self-appointed and you got the same stuff over here in the black community, people, you know, black atheist community, they, you know, appoint themselves. And basically, you know, a lot of the marchers, you know, a lot of the young people that created this movement. That's creating this momentum that are bringing these issues to the forefront. They are fighting for their futures. But you got people like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all of them trying to push them to the back and put themselves in front and make it seem like they're leading. No, you are not leading anybody. You told them initially when you first went down to Ferguson, you told them to shut up, go home and pray about it which means nothing is totally ineffectual and that's why i talked about the ineffectiveness of the so-called black civil rights leaders in this in this country since the passing of you know malcolm x and martin luther king jr we have made no progress really as a matter of fact you know from the the economic you know disaster that we've experienced or the economic violence that we've experienced over the past 15 years we're actually in worse shape than we were coming out of Jim Crow. And if you don't mm-hmm. believe me, look it up. Look it up, research, fact check me. We are in worse shape now. And, and I need for you all to understand this, but I I would tell you, Al Sharpton is not my leader, neither is Jesse Jackson, none of these, and neither are some of these so-called
3: leaders in the black atheist community, no. No, 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 no. You know, I Let me I tell do. you something, Kim. Let me tell mm-hmm. you something. I take Jess. I'll take Jesse and Al over somebody who's gonna, you know, basically uh, perpetuate all of the, the the horrible stereotypes that exist about people who look like me. You know, right, somebody who's do. willing to who's willing to who's willing to sell themselves based on that. You know, to right. white audiences. I, exactly. Yes, I'll take I'll take Jesse and and Al and Farrakhan, any day. Right over those folks. Exactly.
2: Exactly. But all you of those know men the,
0: actually do continue the stereotypes. When I hear Jesse and Al communicate, um, they don't really represent even the average intellect of a um, a brown Moorish African male. When I see the actions of some of the religious leaders who helped to kill Malcolm X, etc. Um, I see exactly what the system wants, a black man who will shuffle and jive or seem like they're revolutionary, but then go behind the scenes and meet with Scientology and then tell black folks and Moorish people, Pan-Africans, to support right. um, L. Ron Hubbard. I think when we look at race, well, the um, skin color issue globally, it's like looking mm-hmm. at a corporation with different departments and from a business exactly. perspective. The job of America is one thing. Let's say America is the marketing department. Well, England has a slightly different job. They're the legal department. France has another job. But guess what? They all work together in tandem, in cahoots, to ensure that brown people globally are oppressed. So when America can't bomb a nation, they get Israel to do it. If Israel can't do it, they get Britain to do it. And if none can do it, they'll send in some black folks, pay them some money to do it. And it's the same with the human body and, you know, an ecosystem. It all works. Wherever I go in a corporation, legal department, marketing department, for any meetings, I tend to encounter the same BS, right? So it's, it's global. And if we look global, then we say, wait a minute, you mean if we contact the Haitians and the Bahamians and the black, well, the people in Britain that are going through this and, and the South Africans, maybe then we do what Malcolm X was trying to do with the organization of African unity, which eventually was hijacked and turned into the um, African union, which is basically impotent because it isn't under its own control.
2: Right. And, 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 and yeah. I understand exactly, you know, where you're coming from with that. And, you know, that is one of the reasons why we have this show and we're educating people and, People's eyes are being opened and yeah, we're going to disagree on, you know, different things and, and, and disagree on how we feel that we should approach certain issues. But yes, you know, and, you know, Haiti, you know, they're still, pe- you know, France has stolen so much money from Haiti. It's unreal. And so has the United States, because I won't even talk about that foundation that the Clintons have um, claiming that they're going over there to help um, Haiti. And it's the whole thing, the whole system is rigged, but we have another call. And I'm gonna go ahead and pick this up. 972, may we ask who's calling 972? Hi, yeah, sure. Um, my name
5: is, uh, well, I go by Lauren online, so that's what I'll okay. use. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, I've been... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm black atheist and i've been listening to you guys for a couple of weeks now and i have to say uh, it's been like a breath of fresh air uh oh, i did thank not, you. i've not been i have not been in the I've, um i've been an atheist for like 15 years and but i've not been participating in the atheist community until recently and i have to say like um, cuz you guys have been talking a lot about the uh, atheist organizations the mainstream ones and mm-hmm my experience with them it has been rather positive because they were the only ones i knew about and i think that's maybe right. one of the issues because you don't know about anyone else and actually so i've been like dealing with them off and on over the years and listening to you know like what they had to say and then i kind of felt like i would listened to enough and so i kind of got desperate so i just started putting into my um itunes Black free thinkers, Black atheists, like, I got to get, like, there has to be an alternative to listening to, you know, all the white ones. And so that, that's how I found you guys. And so
4: Excellent. I think that Thank might you. be an
5: issue that, that, that people, a lot of the Black atheists that are out there don't even know, you know, that right. they all exist, <laughs> And I don't even know any of the other Black leaders. I mean, I've heard of Anthony Penn. Yes. And um, I'm in Dallas. So I know of Alex Jules, but they're the only—they're the only black—and you guys, of course. But that's it as far as I What I, I didn't even know that there were black atheist leaders, or right, so. right, right. So, right. so yeah.
2: let me tell you something. So let me tell you. Next year, next October, we haven't nailed down a date yet, but next October we will be bringing the Moving Social Justice Conference to Houston. And we will be over at Rice University and, you know, we welcome you. I know Dallas is a few hours away, but, you know, it's going to be two days of different panels and breakout groups. And um, we're going to be releasing a clip in a few days from this last conference that we had. And, you know, if you want to email me, blackfreethinkers at gmail.com, I'll send you some clips and send you some information about different people in this community. There's a group in Houston called Houston Black Nonbelievers. And Donald Wright, that's another name you should get familiar with. Um, Donald Wright, um, he was one of the co-founders of that group. And so it's a lot of us out here. There are quite a few of us out here. So if you, like I said, if you email me, or you can find me on Facebook, um, Kimberly Ville, or look up Black Freethinkers on Facebook, Friend the one that has the Black Lives Matter uh, profile picture. That's the one that you want to friend. And basically, um, you know, information, I put information out there all the time. But, yeah, there are quite a few of us out here, and we have a strong Black radical humanist um, tradition in history. So that's why you saw me bringing up names like, you know, um, Richard Wright and Hubert Henry Harrison. W.E.B. Du Bois, Asa Philip Randolph, J. You know, Joel Augustus Rogers, John G. Jackson. Um, you got Nella Larson, You have Zora Neale Hurston. You you know, you have Lucy Parsons. You know, you have a number of different people, and I don't see too many of us out here quoting them. I mean, even Franz Fanon. You know, I I quoted him last week on the webcast. And, you know, it's it's just amazing. And the gentleman from, you know, Great Britain, you know, he made a great point. And, you know, and they're over there protesting, you know, the atrocities happening over there. And they're also standing in solidarity with what we're doing over here and protesting for, you know, and letting people know that black lives matter. Black lives matter. And I'm really tired of people saying, well, it's all lives, if all lives matter, we wouldn't have to say that black lives matter. And so it's just, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's interesting. I have Mm -hmm. to
5: say something else about that. Like, um, so like earlier y'all mentioned Richard Dawkins and let me tell Mm -hmm. you, okay, I went to a top tier law school. Um, you know, I'm well educated I bought the blind watchmaker about five years ago. It's I just Mm -hmm. finished it last week, and I still don't think I understand it. Okay, so.
2: So, so so you understand, you understand my right when I'm like the people in this community don't even understand what the hell he wrote. How the hell are you gonna send that book to some damn prisoners? Really? Seriously? You know, and, and, and you know what? It's like this. You know, you know, I may not be the brightest crayon in the box, but I know I'm not the dullest one. You know, so I'm just sitting here
1: and I yes. like
2: fuck. <laughs> yes,
5: I'm just like I mean I'm I was just like I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, I feel stupid, okay? I'm like,
2: I don't know do anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like, what the hell is he talking about? But I mean, the thing is, is that if you listen to some of these black atheists, they do the same thing. Raina and I were talking about this the other day because we were listening to some of the, you know, talks given by a couple of people. And I'm like, they're saying the same shit over and over. They're just phrasing it differently. And what they're doing is they're, they're you know, they're they're kowtowing. You know, as I like to say, genuflecting and kissing the asses of the white atheists in this community so that they will be invited back so that they can get grant money and so that they can have, you know, what they consider as a little bit of power and privilege. But the thing is, is that what they need to understand is at the end of the day, when 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 all the dust settles and the white atheists get their regular white guy status back. You still gonna be a black person and then they're gonna look at you like you're crazy because I mean it's the whole thing is just interesting. You know what I've seen over in this yeah. community I am totally disappointed and and, and you know like Rena said, you know Gary told her we were in our infancy and I've said that on a number of occasions on this show. This community is in its infancy, but some of these people that are out here and that have been around for a while, they are seasoned and they are groomed. And they freaking know better. They know better. Right. and But they don't give a shit. So, you know, they're, right. they're it's all about them. It's all about what they're mm-hmm. trying to do and what they want to do. And it's, it's all about them. The narcissism is just absolutely unreal. And it's interesting that, because that they don't like... Yeah, you know, and they don't want people yeah. like me and Raina and, you know, Dr. Hutchinson and Dr. Penn, you know, and, and some others. They don't want us out here... You know, pointing the finger, you know, because, you know, I'll tell you, at one point, this one particular individual said that we were like a gang and we had a clique and and we were just, you know, um, um, basically playing to the guilt of whites or, you know, as they put it, assuaging white guilt. They don't even know what the word assuage meant because they used it incorrectly. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. and, and you know and i'm sitting here and i'm looking at it but this is one of the same people that have their hand out and while they're over there shucking and jabbing and putting on their veil, you know very best al jolson Mabby, you know um you know, no, Kim, to, you, forgot, you know you
3: forgot you oh, forgot Kim, you forgot the best uh, one. Mommy. Sorry. Nah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you
2: know, and, and you know, and to those people, I give you this here. <laughs> That's okay. what I hear when you open your mouth. Okay, so that. you can be mad at me all you want. Kim gives no fucks. Kim has
3: absolutely
2: nothing to lose to tell you to kiss my
3: ass. You know, it's really kind of funny what what I hear back a lot in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, in in response to our criticisms is that we're jealous. And what are we jealous of? Kim doesn't want to be out front. Like, Kim would really like to be in the the behind-the-scenes planning things, putting together these programs. She doesn't want to be in front of anybody's audience. She doesn't want to go to anybody's conference. You know what I mean? Except, that, that I, 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 except I, the POC I, conference. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't even to understand you. what yeah, the, we're jealous of.
0: The whole premise to an ad hominem attack people use is they don't have any backing. So if some, you're talking about yeah. A and they say, yeah, you're jealous, you got a big head, uh, uh, what does that have to do with
3: Right, right. Issue? It's like jealous of I, what? It's like me and Kim yeah. are not interested in being atheist celebrities. Like, that is not going interest so. of
2: ours. Exactly. And Lauren, what were you going to
5: say? Um, I would say, yes, from, yeah, like, I, what I do is I tend to start listening to a podcast and I'll listen to all the archives all, you know, like until I finish. And uh-huh. I've been listening. So I started listening to your old ones. And I could tell mm-hmm. from then that you are not interested in being out in front. You clearly are interested in just getting other black free thinkers out there and giving and, and giving information. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. This
3: is totally yeah. not our and... our our bag our bag is not trying to be these atheist celebrities. Like Kim is Kim is like one of the most humble people I know. Like she's not out here trying to be a uh you know, any rock star. You know? Right. Exactly.
2: I mean, you know, let me tell you, my thing is, and we got one minute left if anybody wants to call in, the number is 310-982-4273. Again, that's 310 Now, even when I first started the show, I did not have my lupus diagnosis, but I knew I was sick. And the people that were around me, you know, they used to always say, you are always at the doctors. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to make them figure out what's wrong. And they could never figure it out. I always figured it out myself and had to force them to, make, to take the, um, the test and, 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 and make the diagnosis. But let me tell you, my interest is reading these books and sharing what's in these books with the people. Because a lot of people don't have access to this information. Red Ninja was on the show and he said that a lot of the information that we're sharing, he didn't get it until he went to college and he had to pay for those spe- specific classes. I want to re- and and have a, and talk about that on the show. My thing is, when I was younger, one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to be a college professor. And, you know you know, the way that they have the collegiate system set up. Now I have absolutely no interest in that. But I read these books. We do these shows. We talk about it. We're telling people about history and information that they did not know about. I've had, you know, white people tell me that they didn't know about a lot of this history. And when they found out through my show and they did the research and found out that I was correct, they were angry. Because they had not been taught these things in school and there are a number of blacks that feel the same way and you know like I said I have lupus and there are a lot of issues that come along with that. There are some days when my hands do not work. If you and and I have um, voice activated software so I can talk to the software and have it do what I want and need for it to do but You know, in essence, you know, I'm sitting here. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of news articles and I share that information. I'm not trying to hoard the information. I want to share it with you. I'm excited when I share the information with you. I get even more excited when you all tell me that you learned something from the show. That is what makes me happy. Okay, I don't want to be out here making speeches. I have no interest in hopping on a plane and being at everybody's conference. Like I said, I've been to a couple of meetings. They make me feel like I'm some sort of enigma or anomaly. I don't like that. You know, they ask me questions. What does it feel like being a black atheist? Well, the next time I'm a white atheist, I'll let you know because I'll be able to compare. (laughs) You know, and so, I mean, you know, it's just some of the shit That, you know, we have to deal with over here, but I'm not interested in talking at these conferences and conventions. You know, there you know, and I'll go ahead and I'll be honest with you guys. I have given myself a three or four um, talk limit a year. OK, that's all I'm going to do. Three or four a year. Okay, and so, of course, you know, moving social justice, that's our shit. Yeah, I'm going to talk at my stuff you know cuz I mean I wasn't even supposed to panel this year at the Moving Social Justice but I ended up moderating a panel which was great and it, it turned out to be a very good panel I enjoyed it you all yeah. will too it when was the DVD
3: it was actually one of the best panels of the entire conference so thank you yeah. thank you
2: and you know I like doing what I do I do this from the comfort of my home I'm sitting in my bed now and I got my little one of those reading um like um pillow things that allows you to sit up. You can put a cup over here. This is what I do when we do the webcast. I'm doing it from the comfort of my home in my living room. And and so this is what I do. I like doing this. I like sharing the information. I love exchanging information. I love when people inbox me and say, Kim, I know you have a lot of things cataloged. What do you have on A, B, and C? And I give them the information and they're happy. I'm happy to help you. That is all I want to do. Let me tell you, all I want to do is have food in my refrigerator. I want to have heat in a fan because I got to be, you know, get this menopause thing going. Yeah, and I want to help some people. And, and that's yeah. all I want to do. That's it. You know, there is no rhyme or reason to it. I am moving to Los Angeles next year now that I have the majority of that crap that I was dealing with under control. Now I can move to Los Angeles and, you know, I'll be working with UCLA. I'm going to be getting in some of their clinicals because I don't want to be sick. I actually want to be well. And so, you know, I'm interested in the stem cell clinicals. And that is why one of the main reasons why I'm moving to California, because I want to be well. And I believe that there is a cure somewhere so that, you know, You know, it's it's just interesting. But, um, you know, honey, I'm here to help folks. I'm here to encourage people. I'm here to support you. I don't ask you all for anything. We did a fundraiser once on this show, I think we got 10 whole dollars. And then All I right. even sent that Woo! money, That's yeah, yeah. I, and, and I, the thing is, is that I, I reversed it and sent the money back to the people who who sent it in, so I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I don't care, I just simply do not care, I'm not jealous of anybody or anything, I'm not, you know, and, and one person in particular, I'm not jealous, last thing I want is a prolapse vagina, go ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. The oh. I was about to say something that caught me. You know, I'm a guy. I'm trying to figure that out. What that work for me? The um. You mentioned. You all mentioned some points. One is when you mentioned the ten dollar um, that you raised. I did two projects recently. One was for young people going to a computer science um endeavor, and mm-hmm. out of all the talk, the only funds raised was my ten dollars that I put in. I did another project about the murder of black people. Spoke to maybe a uh, thousand, no, maybe eight hundred to a thousand black folks. More white right. folks gave money than black. And guess what? We raised about two eighty, two hundred eighty. And I ended up right. taking some of my own money. So there is a problem in our community where we do not monetize the very causes that would help to um, save us. If you don't mind exactly. regarding the book, the book's going into jail. It may be a correlation to the food stamp industry, meaning people put books in jails, the publisher will make money, the writer will make money, copyright holders, and the prisoners, most, not all, will sit there thinking, what the hell is this? I can't even read this stuff. Now look at the food stamp industry. Mm -hmm. Lacks of blame for, oh, you get food stamps, this, that, and the other, but it's really a food stamp industry to help farming sector. Not really right. there, we're just the excuse. So it seems like everybody can extrapolate book sales and everything off our blood. And then Jesse and others will, of course, have a career. And we sit back like, damn, we ain't getting that Exactly. Back.
2: Exactly. And see, and and you're absolutely correct about them creating careers off of this. And we see this happening even in this community. People, you know, attempting to create careers. And, you know, again, we've said atheism isn't enough. And what's happening is, you know, a lot of these organizations and a lot of these people are basing what they're doing on atheism alone. And all of that is going to wither away. It's really just a matter of time. And and if that that if that is the only thing that they're standing on, they're not standing on very much. And their arguments are pretty much ineffectual. And you know, this is what we've been trying to say, this is what we've been, you know, trying to talk to people about. But this is why we started people of color beyond faith. We started it because we weren't seeing the mainstream organizations addressing these issues and unfortunately we weren't seeing many black atheists or black Black secular organizations addressing these issues either so we created our own we decided to be the change that we wanted to see and this is what we're doing but you know you have people in the background attempting to sabotage what we're putting together don't think we don't know we do know right.
3: Of course we know. Oh my goodness! Of course we know. People, things get back to us. We know we have more friends out here than you think. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and you're yeah. absolutely correct.
2: Go ahead, ma'am, Lauren. Y'all, y'all are scaring
5: me.
3: Okay. <laughs> I did not I mean, know any of this. It's really, I mean, it's really, it's really, really sad. It, it really is, but. You know, I mean, it, what another thing that's really sad about this community, going back to what Kim was saying about the fundraising stuff, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then, I'm sorry, Kim, I'll have to go after after I make this point shortly, so I got okay. to take, take care of some things. But um, right. I wanted to say that, um, you know, as far as the, the fundraising thing, it's it's really sad that we couldn't get ten dollars, you know, to raise money. You know, we're just we're doing this podcast. We do this podcast on our own. The books that we buy, we buy out of our own pocket, and that's not to say that we wouldn't buy them anyway. But there's things right. that we would like to do. Yes, but we would like to have, we would like to upgrade our equipment. You know what I mean? Right. Just, right. Know, just so that we can bring better content to the podcast. But you know, these right. things take money, and um, and we're there are projects that we want to, you know, embark upon. You know, POC, right. Black skeptics Group, You know, there are things that we want to do. But, you know, those things take money. And it's really sad that we can't, we can't really raise the type of money that we should be raising to get these things underway. But we can get right. over, what it what was it like, over $20,000 they raised for that pastor who wanted to try out atheism for a year? Exactly. You know what I mean? And, then they, got it,
2: and they got the it for, for him in a matter of a day.
3: and one day. Right. He got all in of that day. money in one day. $20,000 just to try out atheism. And we can't get more than a couple. You know, maybe we'll get a couple hundred dollars here and there. Maybe a couple thousand if we're lucky for for our scholarship program. We can't educate these babies, right? But you or can somebody, raise twenty thousand dollars for a man who wants to try out atheism for a year. For so, a year.
5: so what? So, do you think that that could that be the connections that? Like that, black free thinkers have versus the connections that white free thinkers have.
3: I think, well, it, has have... Right. I think right. it has a lot to do with priorities, mainly. I think it has a lot to do with priorities because it's not so much ah. that these people are more well connected; it's that it's that you know they they want to score points against religious people. Exactly, that's all they care about. They want exactly. to do anything it... and everything they can to tear down the church.
2: Period. And that is why we're talking about the black atheists that are following that same formula and they're trying to put down the black religious community and they're, they're following the formulas that has been put together by the white atheists. But the thing is, is that the black Christian community is different than a white Christian community. And yeah. it, it, it's, it's just, it's interesting because, you know, again, our lives are different. You know, um, I was, you know, I was born and pretty much raised here in Chicago, but my family moved. And when we moved, we moved to an area that was predominantly white. As a matter of fact, it was only two percent black at the time. And when I tell you the social services that were out there, I mean we went to the, we would go to the food pantry to get food, not because we didn't have food at home, but because they gave you like big bags of Doritos and they was you know, that, I mean it was good yeah. shit. It was like, it was like, <laughs> Let's go get our snacks from
3: the food pantry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna go. But I'll I'll talk to you later. Thanks everybody.
2: Okay. Thank Good you, luck. Raina. Thank
3: you. You know, and, and and they had,
2: you know. All of these services, you know, we knew if you go over here, you know, your light bill will be paid in two days. If you go over here, they will pay the first month's rent on your apartment. You go over here and they'll pay the security deposit. You just have to go and work for like three days, one week. And, you know, giving them three days of free work and they pay your security deposit. All of that was available. They, they would give you money, to, you know, tokens to get on the bus. They would give you money while you're, you know, at your first job. If they help place you at that job, not only were you getting a paycheck, but they would give you money to help sustain and make up the difference so that you can get on your feet. And so, I mean, these were the problems. I haven't seen this in a black community. You don't no. see stuff. <laughs> no. Um, you I know what? Thing.
0: Yeah, it relates to um, Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad. And it's amazing how history repeats itself. What I mean by that is individuals in movements that aren't supporting the status quo are expected to be broke, drink toilet water, and make magic happen. And where does that come from? Well, if we look at Jesus, whether or not we believe in him, the story shows that he could turn water to wine, so he didn't have to worry about money, right? Now look at Buddha. Buddha came from... A, a somewhat wealthy family. Look at Muhammad. Muhammad's family was was wealthy. In other words, if you back then and you're Muhammad or Buddha and things are a bit tough, you know you can get some tablets and and some little gold truckets and buy some chicken. Today we still have that same structure. Anyone that is not for racism, anyone that is atheist, etc. The typical expectation is, you want us to give you money to do that, but you're supposed to do that with your rent money, your college money. Meanwhile, we'll buy sneakers, we'll go to KFC, and we'll go to the latest um, clubs and buy the latest songs, but not support the causes. So there's an image problem in the socially conscious native and black community that could be addressed. Even John, um, um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, it's expected that you broke and struggled. And it's sad. Hopefully we can get over that.
5: I think, you, is also, Laura, where? I think I was, that there's also... I was calling on you. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I think that there also is a little bit of... Like, in the black community, we just think that the church is enough. You know, like, you go to church and you're getting your spiritual enlightenment. And that's right. what has given us the strength to survive all of this time. So that is... That, that's the purpose it serves. Right. And, and, you know, and, and that's have to why pay your life bill.
2: Right. Exactly. And, and see, and that's the reason why I did the three part series talking about the God concept. And it was based on Michael Lackey's book. And basically, I was talking about the difference between black Christianity and white Christianity. And one of the reasons why I, you know, I fight atheists, white or black when they attack black Christian church is because in all actuality, the white Christian church, as far as here in America is concerned, it is the last vestige that we have that somewhat shields us from white supremacy. You understand? And it's not to say that we aren't affected by it, but at the end of the day, you know, because in the atheist community, We have a strong libertarian, um, you know, um, um, you know, um, amount, you know, and and not only libertarian, but conservative Republican. And see, this is the thing. And so, you know, while I was criticizing what um, Dan Barker said about comparing the diner discount to Selma, you know, in Michigan, they passed a law that the EMT workers do not have to give service to gay people. And down in Arizona, they were trying to pass laws that, you know, um, restaurants did not have to serve gay people. It failed in Arizona, but it passed in Michigan. And the thing is, is that them being able to deny services to LGBTQ people, that opens the door to them being able to deny service to atheists. That opens the door to them being able to deny service to blacks, Native Americans, Latinos, so on. It is a libertarian's wet dream. They like shit like this. And the thing is, is that, you know, American atheists went to CPAC this year. And they were attempting to um, to recruit CPAC members. And these are people who are openly homophobic, openly racist, openly um, sexist, so on and so forth. But the atheist community says that they're against homophobia, they're against racism, they're against sexism. Then how are you recruiting people who advocate for these things? I don't understand. Because this they is want using
5: more money they want more of an influence of people like them to kind of counter Mm -hmm. the influence of people like us.
2: Well, that, that and you know, also it's about money because these, you know, those, those, some of these tea parties are extremely wealthy. Mm -hmm. And these conservative Republicans, they want the money to come in. So they're trying to recruit them into their organizations to, to get the money and the membership. And that's the same thing they're trying to do with the black atheists in the black community. They're trying to recruit more blacks because, you know, in essence, we've been trained to give, especially if we came from a religious background. You give 10% for tithing, you give money for pastors, you know, anniversary, you give money for pastors' birthday, you know, the First lady is having a tea, so you got to pay for that, too. And so we've been trained to give, but they want the numbers as far as membership numbers, and they want the numbers as far as money. So the membership dues and people coming to their conferences and buying their goods. But as far as like the um, Tea Partiers and the CPAC people and the conservative Republicans, they can turn around and write them a check for $100,000, and it's like a quarter to them. You know, and, and they want that money and they want that influence. They claim that they know that there are a lot of secret atheists over there. OK, but if they're, you know, closeted atheists and yet they're still a racist in the sexes and then they're going to give up those beliefs. I mean, you know, it's, it's to me, it's like living, you know, it's like this it's, it's cognitive dissonance. And I'm trying to understand why other atheists, you know, black, white you know, Latino, red, yellow, what have you, you know, why aren't they speaking out about this? You know, cause I've seen people and I've talked about this and they're glad somebody finally said it, but I'm saying, why did it have to be me? Why am I the one that has yeah. to speak out? I mean, I don't give a damn, you know, they can kiss all of my ass, you know, and I've made that real yes. clear, you know, this is my show and I'm going to talk about what the hell ever I want to talk about on my show. And you can't stop me, you know, and, yes it's just it's just interesting but i see all of this hypocrisy in this community and then they want to point the finger at us and they're angry because we won't go along to get along not only will we not go along to get along with the um, with the white mainstream atheists and their organizations we will not conform and go along to get along with the black atheist secular organization. And it's not going to happen. If you are on some bullshit, I'm not going to cosign your bullshit. Okay? It's not going to happen. I'm going to call you out. I have no fear. I've invited you to sue me. Please do it. So that way I can drag all this other shit out into the open. Because if we gonna tell the story, we gonna tell it all. All I say is, if you accuse me or you charge me with something, your facts better be in order. And the fact that we know that you're in the background, you know, um, and, and and you know, uh, sabotaging or attempting to sabotage what we're doing, that's called torturous intent. Look that up. Look it up. I will sue you until I get carpal tunnel. You understand me? Do it.
0: I dare uh, you. Related to what you're saying, um, if I could extrapolate two groups, our group, brown, black people, and pink, white, Anglo um, people, and they sometimes come to the table, in fact, the majority of the times, with issues, and those issues range from a sense of superiority because of financial wealth, to a sense of white privilege, to racism, to the biggest one in my opinion, the religious component. Because once you can tag to a God, the notion that I'm better than that other person because my God says it, it takes it out of the realm of reality and science and logic and into the realm of fantasy, which you can't compete with. How can you compete with a fantasy? So when I deal with um, Caucasians in particular, what I do is I say, okay, what are they coming? What's fucked up with what they're coming? They, do they have the whole package, meaning the racism angle, the religious angle? And sometimes they come without the religious angle. And to me, when they do, it is somewhat more uh, a simpler process to try and work through issues than if they come with the sky God um, you know, gave me the right to shit on you mindset. And, and right. I'm saying that because then it leads to us also as black folks realizing that most of our people are fucked up in the head in one way or another, either 1% uh, psychopathic, sociopathic, um, whatever the case is, right? So then I, I, I try and approach it like, okay, so these folks here got this problem these ones have this other, but I've got to work with somebody or I'll be all alone because I don't even agree with myself sometimes. (laughs) You know, I've I've become a bit more political because I'll be 50 soon. And um, I've decided, you know, before I die, I've got to make some positive, well, some more positive impacts on the world and on my community. And that's going to take kissing up sometimes. I'm serious, because I was very hard-headed. I wouldn't compromise an inch. I'd just fuck the bullshit. This is what's going on and the world is not even hearing half of that. So I say, Okay man. Right. So, like I, I ran into a security guard yesterday, very rude and back in the day I would have picked him up and thrown him into a wall. And now today I've had to be more political in a way, more reserved, more okay, if I beat him up, who's gonna care that he was right. rude and am I reacting the right way and my son is nearby, should exactly. he see me jack somebody up? Um Yeah, it's hard though. It's hard to not yeah. you know, just want to smack these Mojiggins, but um, in my right. opinion, especially <laughs> as a black male, I have to, because they're just waiting for an opportunity to shoot a brother lock a brother up.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And you're correct. I mean, there are different ways in which you can handle a situation. and But unfortunately, with some of these people and in the atheist community, one of the things that I've noticed is everybody thinks that they're right. And they never think that they're wrong. And in it's just, you know, again, like I said, we have to utilize critical thinking in every area of our lives, not just when it comes to, you know, religion. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people that hasn't sunk in with them. And again, we have a movement happening here, you know, this atheist movement. And in addition to what's happening in the black community and with the, you know, the protest, but I'm not talking about that right now, I'm talking about the atheist movement. And with any type of movement, there is what is called friction. It takes friction to produce movement. And, and it's going to happen. The criticisms, the challenging of ideas, all of that, that is what is needed because it, it encourages conversation. And it also encourages growth. And so, again, yeah, like I say, most of this you know, is, is not personal. It's just that I don't agree with A, B, C, and D. The personal stuff is the personal things. And, you know, I'm not going to get into that because I don't feel that it's anybody's business but the person and I who have the conflict, period. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm sure they've shared some things with people and people have made their decisions based on that. So I'm like, why are you coming to ask me any questions if you base your information on what you've been told? My thing, I'm one of these people. If you've made a decision and you have garnered some type of opinion based on the little bit of information you have, my thing is I want you to keep it. I'm going to make you keep it. I'm going to make you keep it because I'm not going to share the information that I have, you know, as far as, if, you know, personal um, and petty differences are concerned. But anyway, you know, getting back to the negative and racist black stereotypes, even when these stereotypes are perpetuated by other black people, it is still racist. You know, I remember one time this white woman, she was using the N word and she was like, oh, it's okay if I use that. I'm married to a black man and have biracial children. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know people that are in you know interracial relationship. Just because you're in an interracial relationship does not mean that you can't be racist. That is not you that does not give you a get out of jail free card. That is not how that works. No. And so you Why know would even when black think that. Hey, I you know what it, it baffles me too. And you know, you have people in this community, even if a black person is up there and, and invoking racist, black racist stereotypes, it is still racist. It is still yeah. racist. And it, it takes the black people to call them out, but it also takes the white people that they're entertaining to call them out. Because, see, what's happening now, especially with the movement that's happening within the black community all across this country and globally, um, this is not a joke. This is our lives. These children are out here fighting for their lives and their futures because they really don't have one. The only future that I can foresee if things keep going in the direction that they're going in is the only thing I see is indentured servitude for these babies. Now, these are my nieces and my nephews and my great nieces and nephews, which are their children. And now their children are starting to have children. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm feeling old. But, you know... um. This is what this is what we're fighting for. This is what we're fighting for. And, you know, my thing is, if you can't be a part of this program, if you don't if you don't believe in it, fine, get out the way. And that's what I'm saying to Al and Jesse and all of them. You let these young people leave. You let them do what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve. And Al and Jesse and all of them are trying to co-opt that movement there. And just like I see some of the black atheists in the community attempting to co-opt and place themselves as leaders of all black and brown atheists. And while they're on this crazy bullshit over here, while they're trying to put down, you know, what we're doing, what we're doing is very productive and constructive. We're, you know, we're giving out scholarships. We're getting ready to implement some positive programs. We're, you know, uplifting people. But you have a problem with that? But it's okay. You want to throw these parties over here. You, you know, you want, you want people to drink, you know, you want to have your little, you know, um, get togethers, you know, you know, your little rendezvous and, you know, your group rendezvous and things, you know, if that's your thing, that's fine. But not all of us believe in that. And not all of us are going to fall in line. Go ahead, dear.
5: Once again, you're scaring me because I really didn't know any of that stuff was going on. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah I mean and see and that's the thing a lot of people don't know because a lot of people when they listen to the show they'll hear us throw some things out there and they don't understand what we're talking about and I'm like there's a lot of things going on in the background that people do not know about and I've been kind of quiet about it but I'm not going to be quiet about it anymore I'm just going to tell it you know and like I, I said you know Ahead, I appreciate
5: you. I appreciate you telling it because like, I mean, cause I'm just starting to get involved in it. Like I said, um, I've, I mean, even though I've been an atheist for a while, I just kind of, I, I, I liked the social aspects, you know, so I would, cause I living in Texas, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a, right, pregnant. right, right. <laughs> right, exactly. And I had no community because being a black atheist in Texas, you, you have no community. I mean, that's just exactly. the way it was. And, so I went out for the social aspect, so I could breathe for you know, be honest with, exactly. with everyone Exactly. A while. Uh, but now I have like realized that there—I didn't know there was a movement. You know what I mean? And then right. when I realized it's like, oh, and oh, and I can be a part of it. Okay, yeah, that's good. I like to be a part of things, and so I just <laughs> gotta <to get> <laughs>
2: Uh uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and you know, and it's a lot of people. And like I said, every component is is you know the social component that's needed we're not saying we don't need the social component that's needed but you know when you're out here and you're deliberately putting out information that's harmful and dangerous you know I I find this person more the black person perpetuating these stereotypes and these you know generalities I find them more dangerous than the white people because you know they're projecting white supremacy you know and and then of course if if some of the white people feel the same they're going to turn around and say well this black person said it why can't i and and so it's just it's it's a very slippery slope and it's dangerous and it's violent it's violent and i mean go ahead dear
0: when people sorry when people say things like i am married to a black person Especially coming from a female, I would ask mm-hmm. the person, "Do you believe that a male could marry a female and still be a sexist?" And I think many women would have to agree. Hell to the fucking yeah, right? So right, right, right. <laughs> could you be could you be married to you know could you be married to a Chinese and be racist against them? Yeah, because you may be into some other aspect of whether it's the sexual component or the financial benefits, et cetera. So people, the arguments that idiots use to defend their position, it amazes me that they even say the stuff, forget saying it publicly, even privately, because it doesn't hold water in any really logical mind.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the reason why we have to start shutting it down. And, you know, this show has been on three and a half years. I've bit my tongue on a lot of things. I've bridled my tongue on a number of situations, but not anymore. Like I said, you know, you're pointing the finger and you're, you're claiming to be mad or angry or offended by something. And as you told us before, we're choosing to be offended. Now you're choosing to be offended. But the way that I see it is if you want to be mad, I'm going to give you something to be mad about. Okay. Mm-hmm. And until you woman up or man up and come in, this is how it's going to be. Period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back to, you know, our conferences and all of that, we know you tried to sabotage it. We know. Understand that we know. And, you know, what's interesting is the majority of our donations came from white people. And, you know, we were able and the majority of our volunteers were white people. And I'm sitting here looking at the you know the black and brown community, and I'm like, what the hell is the problem? What am I missing here? And 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 you know, I've said on the show before, you know, sometimes it makes me question my even being a part of this community. There are some there are times when I want to go back over to the religious community because I can get things done. I can get the funding, I can get the volunteers, I can get the people who are you know, you know, really thirsting for this type of knowledge and information. I have religious people out here who, you know, I, I speak with and, and they don't believe that I'm really an atheist. And there are some atheists who don't believe that I'm really an atheist because I I care about people. I'm kind. I love people. But I mean, if you get my ire, trust me, you earned it. <laughs> you earned it. Trust both, me. Both, because both. I ignore a lot of stuff. Yeah, Exactly. You know, you know, they say, turn the other cheek. Yeah, turn your other ass cheek around so I can kick you over there, too. And that's how I see it at this point, you know. So, I mean, you know, I'm just looking at it and I'm like, you're not going to stop me. I'm not jealous. I'm not hating on you. Like it says, you know, not every critic is a hater. Some of us are telling you the truth. And, you know, what's interesting about this one particular individual this person introduced some of the most homophobic black atheists, you know, that I've ever seen. They introduced this one particular group and they have all these videos. They're extremely homophobic. They're sexist. You brought them into the community. And, you know, the reason why they were confused about you refusing to work with them is because the one that you are working with feels and believes the same things they do. He is just as homophobic and sexist as they are according to what they said. And according to what he has said, Raina, you know, produced an excellent blog on this. And yet these are the people that you're you're, you're holding up. These are the people that you're promoting. And you came from the same community that they came from. But you claim that you know you're no longer part of that community. That's why I did that show. White nationalists, black nationalists, atheist front. There are a lot of people that come from these different communities and they're using atheism as a shield to, to, to move their agenda for. And we're sitting back and we're watching and we're seeing this happen. And with the black nationalists, they have the same mindset as these white supremacists. As a matter of fact, it is white supremacy. It's just in black face. And the reason yeah. why they don't come out against white supremacy is because they want the same power, privilege, and money. They just want it to see, they just want to see black people with it. And so it's all bullshit. And that is why this white atheist community is is promoting certain people. Why? Because they're speaking the same damn language.
0: And they don't like people. Could Mm -hmm. a part of the issue be that atheism doesn't uh, equate to not being homophobic and not racist, meaning that the atheist community, like I was saying earlier, they may not believe in a God, but they're going to come to the table they not the gods with the same biases as the larger community. Therefore, it may be finding atheists who are not also homophobic, who are not also racist, as opposed to a larger group of atheists who are going to come with all their issues
2: yeah you know and you know that's the same thing you know like I said when you compare it you know people say I'm not going to church I got to get myself together or when they came to church they came with all of these issues but you know once they accepted Jesus and his blood washed all their sins away and then they were baptized you know they went down the dry devil came up a wet one same bullshit you see this over here in the atheist community you have people saying well when I became atheist all of my racism and sexism and homophobia went away because that's religious stuff. But I'm no longer that. And then they get angry when you criticize Dawkins, Harris, or Hitchens. Just like the, you know, people in the church get mad when you talk about pasta and, and you know, in the way that some of these people act, they act like they've been dumped in the atheist pool of purity. So they're no longer racist. They're no longer sexist. They're no longer any of these things because atheism has shown them the light. Atheism has led them astray from those evil, evil, you know, um attributes that they once had. And then they they quote Dawkins and Hitchens and Harris and act like they've been washed by the blood of the four horsemen. I mean, this is what I'm saying, and this is how I'm looking at this, and I'm like, it's the same shit. You have become what you say you hate. Okay. And we're sitting up here. Say- uh huh. Go ahead. No, Laura, I, go ahead,
5: quickly, my, I know from my own personal experience that mm-hmm. becoming an atheist does not wipe away homophobia. It took me more than a year after I was, I was, I literally remained homophobic for more than a year after I became an atheist. And I will tell people that all the time. I'm like, no, becoming an atheist does not change that. If that's what you have been taught, if that's who you are, I just came up with naturalistic right. realistic so I could remain you know, homophobic.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it, was only, exactly.
5: It, it was only my intersectionality, actually, that caused me not to be homophobic anymore, because I was watching some really racist woman on TV talking about uh, who also was homophobic, and she said the same things I said about homosexuals. And I was like, oh, my goodness.
2: I can't right. be like her. Uh. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, what's interesting is, you know, because in in the black atheist movement, you're going to you see more women leaders than men leaders. And, you know, what's interesting um, is some of the arguments that I've seen some of the misogynists in this community use, you know, some of the arguments that I've seen them use against black women being in leadership positions, not only with religious people, but the atheist people. Um, those are the same arguments that white people use against black people. And so you have some black men Mm -hmm. using that against black women. And I'm like, don't you all see? I'm like, you know, the shit is rolling down the hill. And it's it's just absolutely amazing. And this is why I'm sitting in the background. And it's one of the reasons why I don't want to be in front. And, you know, my thing is, if you want to be the face, you can be the face. But you gotta deal with the criticism and you gotta deal with the backlash. It's gonna come. Period. So you if you can't deal with a little bit of criticism from me, what the hell you gonna do when TD Jakes decides to do a whole damn sermon about you? And especially since if you didn't come from the church. See I already know how the church operates. When the pastor's mad at you, the sermon will be about you, and everybody in the church will be mad at you at that point in time because you upset the pastor. So you just get ready because it's going to happen. It's happening now. And I'm sitting back and I'll just tell you, I am fucking amused over here. Okay, I have been sufficiently entertained, especially this past week. And it's just it's really interesting looking at all of this. If you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. And that's all I have to say about that. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and round, you know, um, wind this up. And, you know, I thank Hotel Kenyatta. I thank Lauren for calling in. I thank Raina for being a part of the conversation. But I had to talk about this today. Even if it's a black person out here, you know, uh, conveying these racist stereotypes, it is still racist. And it is still conducive of black people and white people to challenge that and to call it out for what it is. Okay, you know, um, I'll tell you now, I've said this on several different shows. You send me a bullshit email, I'm going to send you a bullshit response. Okay, that's if I respond to you. It just really depends on how I'm feeling that day. And it depends on if I took my second set of medication. After the second set of medication, I'm usually okay for the rest of the day. But, you know, um, you know, I'm just outdone, I'm disappointed in this community. I'm starting to look at it all as a big ass sham, a big ass frat party. And I'm just looking at this a lot differently, looking at it a lot differently. and it's just absolutely amazing. And what you know you know some of these people don't seem to understand, there are things that white people can get away with that black people can't. You need to remember that. And it's, I'm not saying that it's fair. I'm just saying that's just the way it is.
0: It's just the way it is. And so, just like black. communism and, and socialism, mm-hmm. the nations that call themselves communists or socialists to this point aren't generally good representations or representatives of those um proper nouns or nouns. Same thing with whether atheism or the black power movement, et cetera. Many people come with the name under the umbrella, but don't really represent what they claim. Same thing in martial arts. So I would say don't necessarily throw out the the baby too much in the bathwater because the objectives are still noble ones and truth bearing and will lead to continued empowerment. If people continue on the path to, you know, um mental and intellectual upliftment
2: exactly exactly and again i'll say black lives matter this stops now yes and i will continue to say that and those that try to correct me with all lives matter if all lives mattered we wouldn't have to say black lives matter think about that (laughs) Think about that. And I stand in solidarity with the protesters and I will continue to support them by tweeting out their information and sharing it on Facebook and making donations to them. You know, like I said, if you can't get out there and be a part of what they're doing, especially if you're going to be a hindrance or being way, Step out of the way. Let them do what they're doing. They need your financial support. They need your moral support. They need words of encouragement. Hell, when people send me words of encouragement, it makes me feel good. It lets me know that I'm not doing this in vain. I mean, even when I look at my numbers to the show, my numbers are pretty good. But I mean, there's always room for improvement. But, you know, um, and I'll tell anyone in a heartbeat, the majority of my listeners are white atheists. And then after that will be black believers. I, my smallest audience are black atheists. And I find that quite interesting. But, you know, you know, we're going to move on. And next week, we're going to be doing our Festivus show. So Festivus for the rest of us. And we're going to be doing the airing of grievances. So next week's show is going to be a little different. And we're going to have some fun with it. And we want you all to call in 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, um, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern. And you know, festivus for the rest of us, you all enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for calling and listening and being a part of the show. And you know, again, I wish everybody nothing but the absolute best. All right, guys, you all take care. and you know again, thank you for calling in and sharing your information with us and being a part of my life and allowing me to be a part of yours. All right, all right. you all take care.
0: Take care, everyone.
2: Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.